forever. Dog. Ooh, the best show's live on a Tuesday night, and water's wet. Here we are on the best show here. Why am I hearing? Please, I can't hear that. For, for the love of Christ, please get that out of my headphones. Hey, welcome to the best show. It's your friend Tom, and I got a great one for you tonight. It is the holiday extravaganza, and uh, we have guests galore coming in. We got Martha Kelly's coming by and Dan Guterman and Noah Prestwich, who are three of the driving forces behind the smash hit Netflix series, Carol and the End of the World. We'll talk more about that. We've got Elvez is going to be live in the studio. Holy moly, can you believe it? Elvez is here. And Trey Magnifique and more ready for you tonight on the best show. Play the theme, please. Tonight's episode, filling in for your usual host, uh, Peter Bogdanovich Jr., um, ascot-free since 2003. Man, that dude could rock an ascot, huh? Right? Didn't he? He could really rock an ascot. What's going on tonight, everybody? The phone number is 201-989-0012 if you want to be a part of the holiday festivities. And tonight is the holiday show, and it's going to be a good one. We got Elvez in the building playing live, unbelievable, Trey Magnifique in the building, Martha Kelly in the building. Dan Guterman in the building. Noah Prestwich in the building. And then your guy Tom's in the building. What's up with that, huh? We just heard Jay Maskus. Can't believe we're here. New song. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff, Jack. He's got an album coming out, I think, in February. If it sounds anything like that. Oh, Jay's got a hit on his hands. Look out, Jay. 
Here it comes. Riches beyond your wildest dreams are going to be pouring in. Yeah, it's a fun one. It's a fun one, right? Doing it here in the old holiday season. Doing the uh, end of the year thing. Wrapping up. This is the final episode of 2023, which has been a pretty amazing year. 2023. Great year. We've taken the best show up a notch. We took it up a notch. And then you know what we did? We took it up two more notches. Then you know what we did? We took it down a notch. And then we took it up three more notches. We just keep notching it upwards. We got more notches than a bleeping dude in prison marking the cell walls. Saying how long it is till they uh, they get sprung. That's how many notches we got on the bleeping wall. The phone number, 201-989-0012. And take a quick call. Let's do that. Hello, Best Show. Hey, John, this is Ted. Ted! What's up, Ted? Where are you calling from, Ted? I'm calling from Everett, Massachusetts, just near uh, Somerville and Cambridge. Fancy up there, huh? Cambridge. Look at you. Oh, well, I, you know, not not so much in Everett. But, Mr. Uh, Harvard. Uh, What's up, Harvard? It's like that movie well, With I, Honors. I uh, wanted to tell you about a... You like that movie With Honors? I wanted to tell you about a Nick Cave show I went to out in Lithuania. Well, I want to tell you about the movie With Honors starring Joe Pesci and Brendan Fraser. You ever Ooh. see that movie? It's a great movie. It's about your town, Is that the one Harvard. where Brendan Fraser's at prep school? It is. No, that's school ties. Ah. This one's the one where he's at Harvard, and then an unhoused gentleman gets a hold of his book report and holds it hostage. Oh, man, that sounds good. That's it. It's good. Perhaps I'm assuming it's Joe, Joe Pesci is unhoused? He is. Perhaps it's the best movie ever. We're waiting to figure it out. Well, so tell me about this Nick Cave concert in Lithuania. Oh yeah, I, th- I thought you'd be interested because uh, you, you, your description of a Nick Cave concert really got me into him. And I was looking for tickets, and I realized, you know, I've always wanted to go to Lithuania. And Nick Cave's going to be there. Might as well go check it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, pretty, pretty cool show. So you flew to Lithuania to see Nick Cave. Also, because they have fried bread, you can dip in cheese there. Oh yeah, you can't get that in the United States. There's no, there's nothing fried here or. Dippable in cheese <laughs> in the U.S. That just is. Well, it's a very health conscious country. We just don't allow things like that. No. Well, so how was it? You flew to Lithuania. Yeah, yeah. Nice people and uh, kind of a neat country. You know, uh, uh, everyone there was really into Nick Cave, surprisingly, and uh, uh, kind of a interesting venue where you know in a park rather than in a venue. Mm-hmm. So uh, neat to kind of see Nick performing outdoors and. Uh, all the Lithuanians singing along with him in their in their accent. That's very cool. That's very cool. I like that. And you're a dedicated fan. You flew halfway across the globe to see that show. Well, you, you got me into him, Tom. I I, I credit you with the, with that fandom. Hear that, Nick? 
Tom's I'm throwing some fans your way. Throw a few my way. Raid you, the you best turn show. Me off Nick Tom Waits and under Nick Cave. Nick Cave, <laughs> raid the best show with all your Twitch. Because Nick Cave plays video games on Twitch, Call of Duty. You catch him on there playing games. Oh my god. Yeah, did you you didn't know that? I was not aware of that. That sounds pretty incredible. He plays, incredible. He plays Call of Duty on Twitch like three times a week. That I, I wonder. I wonder if Archbishop Justin Welby joins him. You wonder if who now? What the what? His buddy Archbishop Justin Welby of the Anglican Church uh, plays along. Archbishop Justin Welby from the Vatican <laughs> Church. Tonight on the show we have. Uh, Joe Namath and Archbishop, what's his name again? Archbishop what? Uh, Justin Welby. They, Arch- I guess they were at the uh, the coronation together. Tonight on the show, Joe Namath and Archbishop Justin Welby. No, uh, he doesn't have a Twitch channel. I was fibbing. Sorry. Oh, darn. Yeah. I'm disappointed now. Yeah. But it, right. it was, it, the belief was lovely while it lasted. Well, Ted, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Happy holidays to you. Thank you, Tom. Happy holidays. Bye, Happy bye. Merry Christmas. Happy. There it is. Love it. What do you think of that, AP Mike? Do we well, get the Gospel of John, 1930. Mm-hmm. It is finished. Now you know it's a spooky episode when Mike starts with Bible passages. <laughs> And when he's starting there, who knows where we're going to end up? He's quoting the Bible. I I finished my penance last night. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you listened to any of the Make Mike Marvels with Zach Walliner? Um, Not yet. (laughs) I'm getting there. So you recorded (laughs) the third Make Mike Marvel with Zach Walliner. Yeah. How long was it? (laughs) because <laughs> the first one was longer than the usual episodes <laughs> yeah a little long second one was pretty long so i went into last night's show zach we're doing an hour that's it um mm-hmm. didn't happen didn't happen couldn't rein him in no you can't rein yeah you, can't, you can't you can't break a wild horse mike like that <laughs> do we have any other horsemen different- on the line speaking of horses <laughs> We actually do not have we other don't. horsemen. The one horseman. What AP Mike. Hell? Mike. Yeah. I just got to say, this is a, a black eye for Pat, a black eye for Jason. Because <laughs> What's it's, going on? It's the final episode of 2023. You know what that means, Mike? Yeah, they checked out early. You know, yeah. I guess people uh, declared uh, Christmas vacation a little earlier than I thought. <laughs> Mike? Yeah. You know what that means? I'm the king. In not so many words. It means <laughs> you get all of the points for 2023. There all you go. of them. They're all yours. Yeah. It's deserved. It is deserved. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying. When you saying... listen to this last episode of Meet Mike Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Make, with Zach Walliner. Yeah. Make Mike mad. Oh, man. Right? I, I almost lost it. I mean, he had a different vision, you know, and it was clear he had a different vision. And it's clear mm-hmm. that uh, we went with the right uh, co-host. 
Sorry. Sorry. But uh, well, I don't think I'm alone in that opinion. I've been watching the Patreon uh, comments. Mm-hmm. Lots of zingers in there. Yes. Patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you support the best show. I'm going to talk more, more of that in a minute. So people on the on the uh, on the on the Patreon comments are saying what? Well, they're saying yeah that they're, they're too long, you know, and uh, I barely get a word in edgewise. <laughs> I I think I'm I I don't think I say a word until about a half hour into the last episode. So. Uh, well, that is <laughs> an ep- that yeah. I'm going to say this. You know what that is? Uh-huh. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it, <laughs> Mike. Well, he had a guest. I mean, yeah, you know, he, he was very ambitious. Yeah, he, you know, he want he's putting the work in. Yeah, it, it's just like I said. He had a different vision. <laughs> we were on a different track. Now um, I bet you wish there was a different vision other than the dopey one in those movies, <laughs> right? That vision. Yeah, I hate I hate vision. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Vision, that seems vision, like that seems like more. a character you would truly <laughs> not be yeah. able to stand. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a British robot. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, the you know he, he got a guest on for the show. It was great. You know, I'm not, you know, I, I wish I had a little prep and knew who the guest was going to be mm-hmm. beforehand. So he springs him on me. And I'm just like, okay, we'll keep that a mystery. And he, uh, he, he, t- he took it from there. You see me just sort of staring off into space for a good half hour mm-hmm. before I come in. I can't wait. This sounds like this is must watch <laughs> programming. Yeah. Any plans for holidays, Mike? Anything? Uh, maybe I, a, I'm going to go over to my brother's Christmas Eve shrimp connect. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Santa will drop some shrimp down that chimney. Yeah, I think there shrimp. Shrimp is part of the proceedings. Yeah, don't get it too early though. <laughs> no, I, I'm not in charge of that. He gets one of those big trays, the circular mm-hmm. trays. Yeah, the which... circular trays, uh, and then they have the <laughs> cocktail sauce in the center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those things, as long as I'm going to give my advice to anybody, make sure those shrimp ain't too glassy. <laughs> Sometimes you look, they look a little glassy. They're not turning colors. Put that one back. If the tray <laughs> looks a little, if the shrimp look a little too pale, a little too glassy, <laughs> don't do it. it ain't uh-huh. worth it. Go get a frozen pizza <laughs> rather than that. Don't. You can overcome your shrimp craving. Go to the Gordons of Gluster Isle then and get some fried <laughs> shrimp. Let me uh, ask you a holiday etiquette question, Tom. Sure, of course. I would love that. I'm adjusting to my new suburban life. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I received a uh, holiday greeting from my mailman. Yeah. And now I'm thinking, is he guilting me into a tip? Mike, he absolutely yeah. is. <laughs> With, so with one hundred percent certainty, this is what I want to say to the to the sanitation disposal people, the mail carriers. Get a little, at least throw something my way in November. So in October, give me a hey, what's up? Uh-huh. That way, it doesn't seem so blatant that you're acknowledging my existence right when it's old tip time. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I've never tipped uh, sanitation people mm -hmm. or the mailman in yeah. Bayonne, obviously. No. No. You don't do that in the city. No, you know, you, you don't see these people. It's a different game in the mm -hmm. suburbs. Yeah. I tip my mailman. In New York? In Burbank. Now, who's in this? Burbank? Now, who's yeah. this? Hi, guys. This is Jason Gore. How are oh, you? Hey, hey, we're doing a Four Horsemen segment here. I just uh, <laughs> oh, good. let you good. know. It's fun. Nice of you to show up. Well, no, I I talked to Andrew. <laughs> Andrew knew he should have <laughs> uh, given the information along. Sure. So okay. like he didn't. Uh -huh. You know, it's okay. It's okay. He's busy uh, tonight. I know I, it's very busy. Over I did. There, uh, so. I did actually mention. Yeah, it. no, you yeah. give it. Uh, just uh, you did. See, thank you, Andrew. And I guess yeah. you guys just didn't listen. No, it's like uh, well, well, maybe uh, you maybe weren't aware the show starts when the show starts. I just want to say, <laughs> generally seems to have started <laughs> at that same time for twenty three years now. But, I am uh, on vacation, and I tried to get signal, and this is as best as I could do. But I still did it. You did it. Because I love you guys. Yeah, you did it. I appreciate it. How yeah. is the how is the how are the spirits over there? Oh, everything's great. We got a big one planned tonight. A lot of yeah. festivities, a lot of magic in the air. It's oh a special God. night. Yeah. We got Elvez is in the building. It's gonna be great. Trey Magnifique is here. Martha Kelly's here. Dan Guterman's here. Noah Presswich from Carol and the End of the World is here. It's gonna oh be a God. five star episode. If you happen to interview Elvez in the past year, I believe he tweeted something about seeing Paul Stanley at the uh, the Coldwater Canyon Ralphs and see if he can give you any details on that. Because that story always uh, every time I'm in that grocery store, I'm looking around for Paul Stanley. Jason, that's yes. going to be the first thing I ask him. Please, please do. I need to know more. The first thing I ask, it's going to be, what's up with the Ralphs and Paul Stanley? Because <laughs> he was dressed a particular way, and, yeah. and I can't remember exactly what the details were. I want to say it was like a velvet sweatsuit that was like all black with like white sneakers. I got to hear from his mouth, bro. So don't yeah. tell, don't tell Elvez's story about no, Paul Stanley. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you. It's, I can't it's beautiful, wait. and I cannot wait. It's going to be great. Now, Jason, I gave Mike all yes. the points for 2023 because he was the only horseman okay. to show up. Mike, give Jason <laughs> 200 <laughs> of those points, please. 200? How, well, how many did he get in 71 the million. Gee, yeah, I'll take 200, Mike. That sounds okay. fair. Right. Yeah, okay. That sounds completely fair. Uh, yeah. No, look, uh, I... Wish you nothing but the happiest of holidays. You too, Tom. All the best you too. of tidings. Tidings? Oh, what is a tidings? I know that. I think that's it. I think yeah. that's how you use it. I the think tidings. that's the proper Christmas usage of tidings. Yeah. And yeah. yes. And I'm going to tell everybody about. We, we ain't got no Pat, right? No Pat? I don't think so. Okay. Not no. yet. I'm going to uh, say, horsemen, stand down and stand by, because I'm going to tell everybody about Patreon, patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you support the best show. That's how uh, we make it happen each and every week. We have bonus content going up every Sunday. Ruben Ask, 
Make Mike Marvel, the aforementioned Make Mike Marvel, the original episodes and the Z-Man episodes. Ad-free audio and video, or or what it says on the sign, Aussio and video. Apparently, Aussio must be something different than audio. Oh, I'm in a bad mood tonight. Oh, I'm in such a bad one. This ain't a good one tonight. But I'm going to let the Christmas spirit take me away. We got the Four Horsemen, a new episode going up on December 34th. It's going up Sunday. It's going up Sunday. And it's a very good one. It's that a was a one. fun episode. That was a of fun Horseman. one. Then we got the debut of John Gentle. The John Gentle Show, January 7th. I cannot wait. Long percolating. It's here. John Gentle, baby. Get ready. You're going to love it. More stuff going up. Me, my friends, of friends coming back, all of it. Patreon.com slash the best show. And I'm going to say this. We got something going up on the Patreon starting very soon. It's a game changer. There's a game changer coming. So get ready. Something special is coming for those dedicated patrons. You ain't going to miss it if you know what's good for you. Everybody. Thanks for listening. Let's go and see what's going on. I've been told, I've been told we got hot phones tonight. I've been told the phones are hot tonight, and I'm looking to see who's on the lines. Hello, Best Show. Hi, is this Tom? This is Tom. Um, This is Chad Larson at the Christmas Crab over at Newbridge Commons. Um. Just wanted to let you know that the shark-shaped seafood platter you ordered did come in, and you should be good to go for your Jaws-themed Christmas party in a couple days. So that's great news. Oh, 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 okay. Wait, where where are you from, sir? The Christmas crab. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I I'm not I'm not all familiar. Well, is this is this Tom Shripling? Sharpling. Oh, oh! I'm looking for Tom Shripling. S C H R I P P L I N G, and th- that's not you, I guess. Is that right? That is not me. That is not. Uh, my assistant Maud messed this up again. Your assistant messed up. Oh, Maud. Yeah, yeah. Between you and me, Tom. Um, I so want to fire her, but she's in a neck brace. She's in a neck brace. Why is she in a neck brace? Yeah, she was catapulted from her car last week. I I don't know why or or how, but her neck is genuinely jank. So, um, you know, I feel like that that would be kicking her while she's down, right? Mm -hmm. To start to start complaining about stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, hey, so have you, have you ever been out here to the Christmas crab? No, I have not. You gotta come down. We are the Quint City's only combination Christmas store and seafood restaurant. A combination Christmas store and seafood restaurant. What, what is that like? Well, um, 
you know, we have a um, we have a seafood buffet in in the front, and we sell the Christmas um, crafts in the back. Um, <laughs> little backstory: uh, my father w- was the inspiration for the place. Your dad was the inspiration for the Christmas crab. Yes, he he left my sister Sheila and me a pretty nice sum of money when he passed on, but the stipulation being that my sister and I had to start a business with it. Okay. So what does that, what does that mean? Um, Well, we couldn't agree on what the store should be. So we agreed it would be a combination of the, the two things we liked the most. And um, my sister, Sheila loves Christmas and I adore crabbing. Mm -hmm. Those are, those are your two mutual interests. Yes. Yeah. Our, our big ones. Um, you know, so that, that kind of informed what the, what the Christmas crab became. And, and the funniest part of this is that the name, the Christmas crab is exactly what our father was. He hated Christmas. Your father was literally a Christmas crab. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Our, uh, our logo, it, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's a Christmas ornament, but it's in the shape of a crab and it's really subtle. You had to know him to actually get it, but you can tell that the face is, is our dad. Okay. Well, that's a nice tribute. Yeah. I mean, he secretly, I think he loved just being mad at something, you know, like Eddie trunk and the use of backing tracks. Yes. That really seems to be a, a real bee in his bonnet. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or a a bee in, in his cargo shorts, I guess. Yeah. He, it's kind of funny that Eddie Trunk is so worked up about his favorite artists playing with backing tracks when he should probably be more concerned with liking better artists. Well, that and also um, knowing his wife's name. Um, my friend uh, Patrick sent me this video. It, it, it was Eddie's... Um, um, some kind of anniversary of of his in radio the other day, and so he uh, he had this big, big show in Vegas, I think, a place, mm-hmm. right, dumbest place in America. <laughs> anyway, so there's video. That's there's literally video what the sign says banking. when you drive into the city. It does <laughs> entering the dumbest place in America. <laughs> if welcome to Las Vegas. Like it here? That tells me everything I need to know about yeah. you. Yeah. They, I guess they also expect nobody to... It says, welcome to Las Vegas, the dumbest city in America. And they assume people can't read that, that they literally don't know how to read <laughs> that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't they mean to interrupt. Their, I didn't mean to... their audience. Yeah, they do know their audience. So, so, Chad, um, I didn't mean to take you off target. Oh, that's okay. So... This video of Eddie Trunk, you know, he's doing his, his thank yous. He, he's coming out before the show and he's saying how grateful he is. You know, so-and-so's here, so's here, my family's here. He gets like half a syllable into his wife's name. And then he gets distracted and he moved on to something else. Oh, my God. 
you believe that? I mean, could that be any more what you think it's going to be? That it, 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 that's one of those funny ones where it's like, I can't believe it, and I can completely believe it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, speaking of the hard rock world, you know, we get some pretty famous customers here at the Christmas Crab. Like, who who do you get? Uh, Robert Zombie's been here. Gene Simmons. Alice Cooper. It's kind of wild. A ton of horror rockers are secret, secret Christmas lovers. So they, all these rock. So you're saying that rockers have like an unexpected love of, of, of Christmas. Yeah. Like, um, Glenn Danzig, uh, Carrie King from Slayer, King Diamond, Kurt Vile, Tony Iommi. It's the list goes on. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a little bit of one of those, which one, uh, is not one of these is not like the other. Oh yeah. King diamond. Yeah. He's, um, he's kind of out there, right? No, well, I was thinking more Kurt Vile doesn't exactly fit that list, but different strokes for Kurt different Shred, folks, man. you know, have you heard on tour live? <laughs> yeah, I have. Okay. Right. But but isn't that wild that those rockers are into it? I mean, you'd expect people like, I don't know, President Tilden and First Lady Jill to love Christmas, but not them other guys, for sure. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't expect them to love it? No, you'd expect, like I said, President Tilden and, and, and Jill to love it, but not... Wait, what did you just call them? What did you just call them? Why? President what? Tilden? Tilden. Tilden. What do you think it is? You mean the current president of the United States? Yes. What do I? His name is not Tilden. It's Joe Tilden. It's Joe Biden. Hang on. Get ready to get pawned. Okay. President... Of the untied, <laughs> United. I did it again. I knew I was going to do. Uh, I knew I was going to do the untied states. Is oh, it boy. constant, c- c- pretty common flub there. Always, always. I can't sell license either. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh shit! It is Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, it is. Right. I. It, it is. All right. Yeah. Well. Looks like I got pawned. Hey, sometimes you're the one pawning someone. Sometimes you're the one getting pawned. Yeah. Um, hey, have you seen that movie, The Cocaine Bear? I did Anything not see. I did not see that movie. I think it was just Cocaine Bear. I didn't know if it was The Cocaine okay. Bear. The Cocaine gives a little more gravitas, don't you think? Well, it makes it seem a little more just like there's one of them. Oh, are there more than one in the film? Uh, again, I didn't see the movie. Right. Well, you know, people are, are are saying it's terrible, but they don't factor in that that was that bear's first movie. Okay, so that so you're saying people should give the cut the bear a little slack? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a very physical role. 
it's a big well to be the star of the movie yeah that is a little bit of a uh that's a demanding role sure yeah um you know what i read in Variety magazine what what's that chad that bear wasn't the first choice you know who they wanted for that role but was too expensive who's that the bear from the revenant so they wanted the bear from the revenant but what they couldn't afford the bear well, that bear star took off after the Revenant, you know, because it got so many, so many Oscar nods that he, he, he basically became the Tom Hanks of the bear world. This guy couldn't lumber 20 yards without some basic bear asking for a pautograph. It's a curse when you get that famous. You get that famous and somebody wants a, uh, somebody's looking for a pautograph. Yeah, I could see that uh, being a real, real bummer. Total hassle. Um, a lot of people don't know that that there's this big bear entertainment industry. You know, they they've got premieres on award shows just like humans. I I did not know that at all. I'd, I'd be, be interested um, to hear more about it. Do you know more about it? Well, well, all, all I know is that their their Oscar, you know, their major film award is the Grizzlies. I, that's wild. I didn't know that. The Grizzlies are uh, once a year? Yes. Yeah. Famous Sharks. I, I, I don't know what their award is called, but you know, they've got their whole industry. And man, it's like um, a starring role in one of the Jaws films. I mean, that's that's the coveted role to land. And, you know, that was instant ticket to the big time in the shark world. Okay. That, that, this is this is interesting. This is this is yeah. uncharted territory for me. I knew none of this. Yeah, you know, there's but you know, there's been a whole ton of other shark flicks that made it A listers out of unknown sharks. You know, the the shallows, the deep blue sea franchise, those Meg films. But, um, Jaws is still kind of the you know that's like the that's the brass ring, right? I guess that would be the gold standard, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great film. And I'll, I'll tell you, um, with this Hall & Oates lawsuit, have you, been, have you followed this at all? That, oh, that yeah. One of them has like a restraint. Oh, it's so terrible. Because you think of them as a team, right? And that that really makes you appreciate how even Spielberg has been able to keep their partnership together all these years and just keep making quality quality entertainment. You know? Wait, who who was that now? Um, Steve and, and Spielberg, the, the directors. Um, well, that's one person you're saying it like, so tell me what would you think? You think one person is named Steve. Correct. And then there's someone, what's the other person's name? Spielberg. So you think it's Steve and Spielberg. Yeah, like like Chad and Jeremy. What do you think it is? Well, I know it is not that. It is Steven. His first name is Steven. Steven Spielberg, one person. No, it's it's two it's two guys and one writes and the other directs like like the Coleman brothers and Fargo and the the Safety brothers with uncut uh what's it called uncut gems? 
well, yes, it's the the Cohen brothers, not the Coleman brothers, and it's the Safety brothers, not the Safety brothers. But those, at least, those are duos. Those are duos. Oh, you're right about those two. Yeah. Well, I thought I knew so much more than I do. <laughs> that's that's how life goes sometimes, Chad. Next thing, you're going to tell me that Duffy Boudreaux isn't really French. Well, I got news for you, Chad. Uh, oh, no. Really? Yeah. Is he one uh, of your favorite uh, favorite I artists? I think, his stuff, I think his stuff rocks. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He is. But, man, uh, thinking about Jaws and... God, that was so scary. Things were things were pretty different back when we were kids, right? Like how how so for you? Well, I'm not sure about you, but my parents left a little bit to be desired when it came to actually parenting. Mm-hmm. What were some of the issues I, you had as a kid? Well, they were pretty responsible, but they were hard partiers, and I was very responsible. I got all my homework done. I did, did chores, got good grades. So they pretty much left me alone. But there were a lot of times, mainly in junior high school, when my dad was, Tom, he was too hungover to go to work and I'd have to go in to work for him. You'd go into work f- for your dad because he was, he was too hungover. Yeah. Well, exactly. That, yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a rough one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, um, I guess they did the best they could, huh? Is that? Yeah, yeah. But the worst part is that he was an air traffic controller. Oh, okay. So you you had to you you went into work to cover for your dad, mm-hmm. and he's he's an air traffic controller, which is a very particular job that requires a lot of training pretty precise yeah yeah yeah. how did that work um, well it it was at quinn city's international airport and thankfully my dad was a physically small man so Mm -hmm. we were pretty much the same size so i i'd go in i kind of wet my hair down so i looked like i was not balding but but you know like an older guy's hair I put on a pair of his glasses and I would do my best to just face away from everyone as much as I could. And I'd constantly be stuffing my face with donuts. So I didn't have to speak. So you were really just trying to like, just trying to blur, blur, like run out, run out the clock on, on the Absolutely. day. Yeah. Just yeah, my voice was, was high, like, like Robin Gibb. So I, I couldn't risk talking. Right. Mm hmm. So how did that sound if you were trying to I say? Oh, well, I was, you know, it, that was all computerized, what I was doing. I, I wasn't really verbally talking with the, the planes, but I, I was communicating with them via, you know, my, my, uh, my computer and my station there. And I, I got to say, I was pretty good. I pick up things really easily and air traffic control was no exception, not, not to toot my horn. And um, 
I, I, I did have one crash and, um, it was bad. Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, I'd rather not talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's not talk about that. The plane went into the air traffic control tower. Well, that's rough. That's a, that's a bad one. It was real rough. Yeah, yeah. it was bad. So bad. Um, Hey, um, speaking of parenting, uh, my wife and I got a couple uh, bundles of trouble at home ourselves. You got a couple, you said bundles of trouble? Yeah, kids. kids. Yeah, no, I, I knew that was kids you were talking about, but. Um, okay. So how, how uh, tell me about your kids, Chad. Well, my son, um, Bradwin, he's pretty interesting. <laughs> um, he saw this documentary on. You know, George Martin, right? The producer? Yeah. Of course, the Beatles so it, producer. It's yeah. Documentary on, yeah. It's him showing how he made those records with the Beatles. And, you know, my, my son just got fascinated by it. And it's all he kind of talked about for, for the longest time. And now, whenever we're in the car and the radio is on, you know how people play air guitar? Yep. He, he air produces. What what does what does that mean? Like the other day, um, that Crosby, Stills, and Nash song came on. Um, just a song, you know that. Just a song before mm-hmm. I go. Yeah, you know that song. Yes. So it, it comes on, and in the middle of the song, Bradwin shuts off the radio. He pushes an imaginary studio talk back button and he says the following, and I'm not lying. He goes, wait, 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 hold on. Look, I can feel you guys trying to rock this up, but it's just not working. Let's, let's be brutally honest. You three couldn't rock your way out of the world's thinnest paper bag. And then he says this, he goes, Guys, Neil did you guys the biggest favor you could have ever wanted by letting you play on Ohio. It, it made everyone think you had the slightest hint of rock and roll in you, but we all know that that's not true. And then he says this. He goes, oh, now let's get a take of this snoozer, okay? I, I got the Erdogans on my ass to turn this thing in by April 15th so you dips can do a photo shoot with Bernstein on some dumb yacht. And so this is how he entertains himself? Yes. Tom Bradwin is eight. That is wild that he's, that's a very precocious child. Very, yes. I'm not even sure what precocious really means. You know, I'm not exactly sure either. It's one of those words we don't really know if it's a real word or not. It's one of those ones you kind of flash, you flash it around, and you get a little too comfortable with it, and you're not exactly in control of it. Yes, it's like, I know I've interchanged obsequious and and uh, ubiquitous at least five times in my mm-hmm. life. I don't know what either of them means. It's true. Words have been tricky. Words are a tricky thing, Chad. 
that should be on your tombstone. Words are a tricky thing. Yes. All right. I don't I don't have anything planned for it yet. So that, that could fit. Good. Good. These kids though. Oh my God. <laughs> I hear this from other parents too. They always want to stay at their friend's house. I don't understand it. My kid's friend could live in a lean-to in Newbridge Forest, and he'd still say how much better it is than our house. That's kids are always looking for the the something that's new. That's what I said about your tombstone. That should be what's on it. The kids are always looking for something that's new? Yes. Like... It's like the the lyric Dee Dee Ramone never wrote. Yeah, I guess so. That would I could picture him I could picture him writing that one. What how would that even sound? I think the beat would go something like this. The template is rock, 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 rock and roll hasky. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just dive in. Marky back there with his unreasonably thick black hair pounding out that rhythm. <laughs> Keeping that hi-hat going at 100 miles an hour. Oh, but enough about that. My stepson, Malachi, he's mm-hmm. a flagrant piece of work. Yeah. Your, 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 your stepson is named Malachi? Yeah. Um, his birth father... Is Gus Brennan? Do you know of Gus Brennan? Oh, do I ever? I I was a huge Gus Brennan yeah. fan uh, when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, this this might make you less of a fan. Um, my wife Deirdre, uh, she was a rat girl about twelve years ago. One of the the Rat Men baseball cheerleaders, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at the time, Gus was. Gus was married to Morgan Fairchild, and uh, Deirdre and Gus had a thing, and it was pretty devastating to everybody. Morgan, you know, she went on the skids and lost uh, a couple pilots she was working on, and so it was just a bad thing, but, you know, they they had this child together, uh, Gus and my my now current wife, and Mm -hmm. Gus insisted that that their child be named after his favorite film character. Malachi from the Children of the Corn. I didn't know Gus Brennan was such a huge fan of the Children of a Cor- of the Corn franchise. I think he is. Oh my god, that movie was so scary. Children of the Corn. Yes, it's a spooky one. So bad. I saw in a drive-in, and I got so scared. I threw my dad's Tercel in reverse, and I drove right into the snack bar. Jeez, that's you. Really sounded like you were spooked. I was scared. I not only had to pay for my dad's crumpled Tercel, I also had to pay for an industrial strength pressure washing to remove the cement-like substance that ended up getting caked on the snack bar floor when all the soda syrup got mixed with like 150 pounds of Butterfingers. Wow. Okay. It's a real, real mess. mess. The mess keeps growing. 
Big mess. But you know, right? What's that? I missed you said, but you know, and then I didn't hear anything. <laughs> That's my thing. That's my thing. I say, but you know, and then I don't say anything. Well, you, Pretty get, cool, right? you got me with that one. Yeah. You got me. <laughs> Whenever I think of drive-ins, I think of, you know, the greatest line of all time. What well, place on a drive-in. What's that? Matt Dillon to Diane Lane. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't know you had this problem with yelling in my face. It's, it's the outsiders. Not in the book. Not in the book. So that's one that they... Uh... That's when they made up, I guess, or improvised? I guess so. I watched the entire uh, commentary mm-hmm. and nothing. Nothing okay. about it. But that line is so, you know, blind with our culture that um, I read that Jake Fuglenorst has a satin jacket with that line on the back sewn in cursive. And he got it directly from Diane Lane's aromatherapist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's something. <laughs> that, that is something. Oh, no. What, what's going oh, no. on, Chad? What? Oh, no. What? Oh, my God. Um. Yeah? Um, um. What? Do you know who, do you know who Kim Yo-Jung is? Kim Jong-il? Ool? Who, no, who? Kim yo Kim yo Kim Yo Jong, she's the younger sister of North Korean super leader um, uh, Kim Jong Un. I did not Supreme know. Leader, I, sorry, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, um, she and I have been DMing for months over Insta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's super flirty. It, it's nothing over the top. I mean, like, it's, it's nothing like you in that porno novel you wrote about the bangles. Okay, enough about that. You're... Well, I'm, I'm hearing that that erotic fiction you wrote <laughs> rivals the magazine in terms of, uh, of, of sheer flagrance. Some people so, have thought, some people have, have, it's up there. It's up there. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, well, Anyhow, I, I think her older brother, Kim Jong-un, must have gotten wind of our wreck messaging. And well, let's just say he, he's more protective of her than Danny Aiello was of Madonna in both the Papa Don't Preach and the Papa Just Wants the Best for You videos. Well, that's, that, pretty, that's pretty protective, That's right? protective. That's, that's, a, that's a protective person. Uh, yeah. So, um... Anyway, um, there's a couple of SUVs out there in the parking lot with North Korean plates. Oh, I'm getting spooked. Oh, no. Oh, man. You, you got to be careful, Chad. Shh. Shh. Maybe, um, maybe if I turn out all the lights and then turn everything that's electric off, they'll think that we went out of business and no one's here. It's worth trying. And that's what I'm going to do. It's worth trying. But if I turn off the freezer, all the crab meat I just bought is gonna spoil. You, but you'll you'll be dead potentially if you don't. Hey, that 
That reminds me of that song. I, I can't remember which one. You'll know this. What what Led Zeppelin album is the Spoiled Crab Meat song on? Yeah, they had songs like the Rain song and the Lemon song. I, I do, I do. I don't remember I don't remember a song called the Spoiled Crab Meat song. It's either on the first album or in through the outdoor. I'm not sure. I don't think it's on either of those, but okay. I, I'm not sure. All right. Well, I'm just going to sit here in the dark with my wife, our entire staff, and these 17 customers for, I don't know, maybe a month. Well, yeah, just be careful. Just be, I, I don't know if you have to sit in the dark for a full month. Okay. I'll tell that death squad that you said it was okay that I didn't have to. Okay. All right. Thank you, Tom. Well, no, it's not a death. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Chad. Bye. Bye. I hope he's okay. I hope he doesn't get uh, hurt or maimed by any death squad of any stripe. Um, What are we doing next? Before the guests? Yep, I think so. So we we have uh we're throwing it to the to the studio f- right now? Yep. I want to welcome one of our amazing guests tonight. We're going to get some music right now from Trey Magnifique. Take it away.
Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Hey, 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 welcome back to the best show, everybody. This is our holiday extravaganza. And I just want to tell everybody. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I have no money and I need help. No, I mean, I want to tell everybody from the bottom of my heart, happy holidays. That's the part I wasn't supposed to say on the air. The help and money part. I'm kind of supposed to leave that to my business manager. I don't have a business manager. Look at these people with business. Yeah, my business manager issues checks. What? What are you talking about? But then again, I don't have that, uh, I don't have all that fancy Carol in the end of the world money. Yes. Well, look, this is exciting. This is, I want to just say this. You know the guest we have here on the show. One's worse than the next, usually. But once in a while, there's an exception. Dare I say, a holiday miracle. We don't have just one great guest. We don't have just two great guests. We got three great guests tonight. Can someone open the front door, please, for my uh, sure beloved? Doing everything here, right? Might as well mop the freaking hallway next. Doing security. Now, I'm going to say this. This is a murderer's row of greatness tonight on the show. The brain power in this studio right now. The comedy brain power. We got, I'm going to name some shows. Barnaby Jones. Barnaby Jones. <laughs> All in the family. <laughs> 60 minutes. Mod. Now, they have nothing to do with these shows I'm naming. No, we have in the studio tonight from the show. It's called what now? Carol and the End of the World. Is that the That's official right. title? That's the full title. Now, are you not going to talk into that mic? Are you sharing a We're mic? Sharing was it determined mic. that you share a mic? I was informed that that mic okay. is non-functional, and so I will be sharing it. Non-functional. So sick of this. I apologize. From the bottom of my heart, no oppressed witch. Thank you. Now, there's a show called Carol and the End of the World. It's on Netflix right now. Don't watch it right now. Listen to the best show right now. As soon as this is over, go listen to it and watch it. Or listen to it, then watch it. Or watch it with the volume down. Let it play. Just let it play. Yeah, we it. have the creator of the show, Dan Guterman is here. Dan, how are you? 
I'm all right. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for asking. Then we have one of the writers of the show, Noah Presswich, is here. How are you, Noah? I'm doing great. Thanks for good. having us. Tom. You can probably put that mic between the two of you, and then you lean in when it's your turn. Thank Kinda you, like Tom. If you've ever seen Aerosmith, when <laughs> they put the mic in, and Joe Perry leans in and starts singing back to back just do that make like you're an aerosmith tonight dan dan and i are an aerosmith tonight when in doubt aerosmith it out <laughs> but that's enough look this is enough. that would be enough wattage for the night mm-hmm. and now trump the freaking neutron bomb of star power the voice of carol herself our friend Martha Kelly is here tonight. How are you, Martha? Hi, Tom Sharpling. Um, I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having I'm, me. I'm good. I'm good. Now this show, it's one of the, it's a cartoon. Sure. And that is what. What pictures? is a cartoon? It's picture. It's moving pictures. Moving pictures. Yeah. Okay. Color how do you do that? How do you make the move like that? Is that like a robot does that? Or how do we get that those things to actually move? A bunch of move? people up in Canada do that. Canadians. A bunch of people in Canada make the pictures move. And do you like hover and say the things when they – do you say like one word at a time where you're just like, what's up, Andrew? What? He said get a little closer to okay, the mic. sorry. I know you're usually so – incredibly loud that you try to stay back from the mic a little bit but tonight all the way up on it when in okay. doubt move closer to the move mic. closer to the mic okay. this one didn't rhyme like the aerosmith one did <laughs> for these guys no this is an animated series 10 episodes 10 episodes it just dropped on friday i'm gonna just say something this dude, Dan Guterman, this guy's worked on the greatest things anybody's ever worked on. Colbert Report, The Onion, Community, Rick and Morty. Both, yes. Both. <laughs> this guy knows what he's talking about. How many awards do you have at home, Dan, on your shelf? How many Peabody's, how many Emmys? What are we talking? I have a few. Just give us a number. With all of them together? All of them together. <laughs> this is terrible. Um, you just say it. Come on. Like eight or nine? Eight? Or he doesn't even know <laughs> if it was eight or nine. You know how many awards I have? Zero or negative one? <laughs> Nothing. I have one award. Okay, what's the award yet? It's from Senior Year Drama, Best best Cameo. Okay. A little statue. That's one more than I've got. Nice. In the 80s. Okay, what did you, you went and you were on stage. What was your cameo? Um, It was in the Springtime Musical Comedy Review. I played Lucy of Charlie Brown fame. Pulling that football away. It's not a funny story. I just wanted to jump in and say mm-hmm. I also have an award. This Charlie Brown drives me nuts. <laughs> At some point, it's on him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Bite me once, shame on you. Yeah, Bite me trusting. twice. Yeah, he's too trusted. Thank you, Dan. Bite me twice, shame on me. Pull the football away 5,000 times. Yeah. 
You got a problem, Charlie Brown. Now, this show, Dan is one of the funniest people I've ever met. This guy can, he's like a comedy wizard. And this is the first time you're doing something where you're the cap. You're, I'm the captain now, is what you would say. Right. In this, the way. Creator and showrunner of the show. Yes. The way Captain Phillips. Haven't seen a, it. I'm the yes. captain. It's a, oh boy, get ready with that one. He's got a boat. Some dudes climb on board with machine guns. They say, I'm the captain now. We do have a a, a reference to Captain Phillips in the in One Carol. of the actors from Captain Phillips mm-hmm. is actually on our show. Tom Hanks. It is no. not Tom Hanks. <laughs> no, who is it? The uh, other gentleman who stars, who is nominated for an Oscar, I think, or might have won an Oscar. Yeah, I don't remember his name offhand, but mm-hmm. he also plays a pirate in our show. Okay. Did a great job. We, He's getting typecast. Yes, we typecast him, but he was very happy to do it. Uh-huh. Just like the dude who played the Lone Ranger was happy <laughs> to show up at a mall. <laughs> you know they made him stop doing that, Martha? The dude who was the Lone Ranger, he would show up with the mask, and then the owners of Lone Ranger were just like, you can't keep showing up at car washes as the Lone Ranger. But was this in the 1960s? It was later. To be fair, there was not much demand for him showing up with the mask. So would people like pay him when he did that? Yeah, they'd pay well, him. Well, he had to make a living. Is he different <laughs> from Zorro? Is that the same person? Oh, Dan. different. The Lone Ranger and Zorro, they are very different. One has a white hat. <laughs> and the other it doesn't. No, they're both relics of a bygone era that no one cares about any of these characters. We could probably get the rights to the Lone Ranger for like $11,000. We would own Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Oh, let's do it. Can we you... should do it. Martha, what are you in for? There we go. There he is. Can you get the rights to that? And then let me show up at malls as the Lone Ranger and get paid the way he used to get paid. I would love that. That'd be so great. <laughs> okay. I'm in. If you have the seed money, I think it's called. Tonight. Okay. 8 p.m. Not tonight. What's it mean down the road? The Santa Anita Mall. Martha Kelly as the Lone Ranger will be at Dave & Buster's. You ever been to Dave and Buster's, Martha? Yeah, I love it. I also, I'm going to stop by Lady Foot Locker. Okay. Pick up and, some running shoes. Yeah, and just yeah. just meet meet people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me just say, all look, fun and games is all fun. Dan, you made an amazing show. The show is, it's not just a, it's not just a comedy thing. It's incredibly funny. Don't get me wrong. It's incredibly funny. But you built a whole world, and this show's got real emotion, and it's got drama and sadness and poignancy and melancholy. Yeah, we like to play with a lot of textures on the show, you know, funny and sad, Mm -hmm. sweet and surreal, Mm -hmm. melancholy. Mm -hmm. Um, We enjoy being able to spread out and do different things. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, how how long has this been uh, percolating for you? When did the when did the idea for the show first 
pop into your oh, head? Oh, it was really fast. The idea came during the summer of 2019. And then yeah. uh, a month later, I pitched it mm -hmm. and sold the pilot for it. Mm -hmm. And then they made me wait eight months to write the pilot. Okay. And then I wrote the pilot and they approved it. And then they made me wait another eight months to start the show. So we didn't start the show until like late 2020. Mm -hmm. But the idea first came mid 2019. Seems like they're hung up on this eight month window. Seems like that seems yeah, to be Yeah, they an have operative. a lot going on. And yeah, yeah there's like, a lot of waiting. So, like, see you in three seasons from now. Right, mm -hmm. Martha. Yeah. What's your favorite season, Martha? Let me see if I can guess. Of this show, or just season as what? <laughs> what season of a show? No, the, the 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 autumn, the spring. Not oh. not of tell. You're see this. You're so show business. I'm Mrs. Show just Business. Like, you're just like season season five of Breaking Bad. <laughs> um, my favorite season, as far as nature goes, is. A tie between winter and summer. The tie. So you like the extreme seasons. Yeah. You don't like the uh, autumn or spring. They're like no. kind of cucks a little bit of the seasons. Those are the cucks in the summer and winter are like chads. No, it's more, I mean, not to know and you, but um, spring and fall create dread for what's to come spring the warmth the mild warmth mm -hmm. you're dreading when it's gonna get hotter mm -hmm. and then in the fall when it starts to get cool and crisp you know it's gonna be fucking unbearably cold mm -hmm. but when you're in summer and winter you feel good about surviving it gotcha no that makes sense that makes sense you as a uh, texas native i'm a i'm a southern california native <laughs> But you love Texas. So I much. love Austin, Texas. You grew up here, then moved to Texas. Yes. And there's so many great things from Texas. There's really good barbecue. It's good barbecue. Ted Cruz. Thunderstorms. Thunderstorms. Greg I didn't Abbott. I didn't ever vote for uh, Cruz or Abbott. I just want to put that out there. I did vote for Rick Perry because he mm. had some pretty nice glasses and he looked mm. pretty smart. I liked when he became <laughs> smart. That was a fun day. He was a smart yeah. version of himself. Now, Dan, you put this show together. What was the goal? What was the story in your mind? You, What did you want to tell? The story of the end of the world in relation to it? Per, how, where, 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 get, let us into that head for a second. Just uh, wanted to tell a story about a woman at the end of the world and her search for meaning mm -hmm. and her having to decide what gives her life meaning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's truly, and I'm not saying this with, uh, it's a beautiful show. It's a beautiful show. And was, I mean, Martha seems like it was born to play the character we of We wrote Carol. with Martha in mind. Mm -hmm. um, right from the beginning, we knew we needed Martha mm -hmm. or this wasn't going to really work. Sure. Um, now, did you know you had that kind of leverage in this process <laughs> to know you could have stuck them up for every nickel with this? Yeah. They you really could have. There's no um, show without you. It would have been nice if they gave you a heads up on that. You would have just held the bag out like Halloween. I do. I uh, 
I love acting for the money mostly. <laughs> <laughs> so certainly mm-hmm. I love money, but um, but I uh, my uh, my agents are n- regularly inform me first offer. We're gonna go back and see if we can get something mm-hmm. more, and then the next day. And this is this is the best we can do. We can't get you more. So that's the that's the that's our process. Here's okay. not about Carol mm-hmm. specifically, but about every job. Here's the offer. We're gonna see what we can do. Sorry, we couldn't do anything. <laughs> sure, they'll say yeah. We'll see. We s- saw what we could do. We found out we can't yeah. do anything. Yeah. And then I say it's free money getting paid for acting work is very close to getting paid for not doing anything so i love all of it i love all the money mm-hmm. so small amounts or large amounts you love all the money i love it money martha right i probably yeah i i love it Ugh, let's help me get out of this hole i'm all of a sudden uncomfortable this hole filled with money just Let's climb out. Just the bald-faced greed around the holidays. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, Martha, you're so great on the show, too. Well, I took the wind out of the room. Do you want can we start over? Guys, let's start over. Let's get going back to <laughs> Martha, the beginning. We're doing great. It's okay. going great. All right. So when you started when you saw the show, were you just like, ooh, I can do this? Was this? Did this feel like one you saw it, or did you have to get there? Where? What's it? What's it like for you when you receive something like this? Well, when Dan told me the idea, I think I said like I'd be, I'd love to. I mean, we we initially exchanged messages, and I was really flattered that he wanted me to do it. And then when I saw the scripts, I was delighted because mm-hmm. they're great. So. Yeah. yeah, halfway through the pilot, we reached out to Martha mm-hmm. and told her we were writing something specifically for her mm-hmm. and that we needed her Yeah, and gave a little quick summation of who she was, what her character was about, mm-hmm. and she was on board, and thank, thank God. Yeah. Martha does an incredible job on the show. Unbelievable. Uh, the moments and beats that she's able to hit, the subtlety to her voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, we couldn't have asked for a better lead actress. Thanks, Dan. Isn't that nice? Especially after I said I'm just in it for the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, this is what I, I wouldn't, if I was doing the show and I'm, I didn't write the show, you did. I would say, Martha, I wouldn't say we wrote this just for you. I'd say, Martha, we wrote this for you or one <laughs> other person. We wrote this and we would love for you to audition. Yes. I'd say it's either you or Tequila Tequila. (laughs) (laughs) We're not sure which one we're going to pick. Has she ever been a guest on the best show? Not yet. Fingers crossed. We get Tequila Tequila up here. Now, Noah, when did you join this this program? So I... um... I was helping Dan out a little bit when he was writing the first draft of the pilot, just with uh, sort of uh, chatting about the the world and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. helping with some some jokes and stuff. But I really came on about halfway into writing the first season. I think mm-hmm. episode 
Okay. Seven. Seven is the first one that I was like fully mm-hmm. writing. Okay. Um, the whole yeah. show was written by three people. Mm-hmm. It's me, Kevin Arietta, mm-hmm. who was a co-exec producer. Sure. And Noah. Yeah. And we wrote all ten. Now, what's your deal? What's my deal? <laughs> <laughs> this is a great question. Um, so I started uh, my writing career writing for Clickhole. Um, yes. Which is a, a uh, website uh, started by The Onion mm-hmm. to parody uh, clickbait. Yeah. Um, Very and, funny. And that is how I met Dan because Dan was uh, a, a fan of Clickhole and wanted to, mm-hmm. to meet us. And we became friends. And Yeah, I spent a week watching you guys do your thing and chiming in here or there. But yeah, that's where I met Noah. Mm-hmm. And encouraged Noah to come on down to LA and do something other than Clickhole. Yeah. Even though I loved Clickhole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Dan gave me my my first, uh, Carol was my first like writing job mm-hmm. and writing for like a narrative like uh, television comedy. So mm-hmm. very great. Thank you, Dan. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Look, I see a guy like you. No, I see a guy like Dan. I ain't got none of this. What are you talking about? What don't you have, Tom? Nobody wants what I'm selling. (laughs) I do these things. They don't care. I call my agent. You know what my agent says? Who's this? We go to the negotiations. They come back and they say, you owe them money now. That's not good. <laughs> they go the wrong direction. They go, we negotiated $100,000 an episode. They take Venmo. <laughs> they take Venmo. <laughs> so when you do a show like this, look, I didn't get to the finish line on it yet. I'm taking my time with these episodes. I watched half of them. I watched five episodes. Nice. And I'm just telling everybody. This thing changes. This thing grows. This dude's a freaking world builder. Dan Guterman built the whole world with this show. You got everything going on here. You got everything. This side, that side, up, down. The scope is enormous. It looks so great. It looks beautiful. It really does. And the amount of... I was watching the show with my beloved Julia, and she said... Look at the backgrounds on this show. She's like, "Oh my god, the amount of the amount of detail on these backgrounds." And I was like, "What do you mean by that?" And she was just like, "You know on the Flintstones when they run past the same dresser and window?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had none of that. None of that. They almost the design team almost killed us for it, mm-hmm. but yeah. We had none of that. Everything is all, all the the pans mm-hmm. when we're panning with characters. Yeah, every single house along that street is a new house. Unbelievable. Um, our design team was pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was about the script, but it attracted a lot of really, really talented people. And I think we probably wouldn't have been able to cross the finish line without the crew we had because mm-hmm. we were remote for two and a half years. Yeah. Completely remote. Um, until And that's because of COVID. 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 <laughs> Which 
Yeah, so it's super me sideways. It's COVID. I haven't had it yet. I haven't either. Wow, good for you, Martha. What? Hey, you haven't had it? No. Nice. I'm not I've not had it, and I've been trying to get it the whole time. Because people, people, you get a lot of attention when you Mm -hmm. log on to the internet and say you have COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, I can't get COVID. I can't get it. I tried. You're going to end up like freaking <laughs> E.T. They're going to be chasing you down, putting you in a lab to study you. <laughs> um, I hated that movie, E.T., when I was a kid. I loved it as a kid and rewatched it as an adult, and and uh, and it was a – I don't want to say because I'm trying to break into show business. You're worried that Mr. Yeah. Spielberg might, might be listening. Yeah, you don't Steve wanna... and Spielberg. And he's crossing you off a list right now. Yeah. Star of Fablemans 2, Martha Kelly? The Fable Women's. Mark. He told me I could be in the Fable Women's. Yeah, I, that's what I want to say, too. Look at the Fablemans. Everybody. It's 2023. The sisters are doing it for themselves. <laughs> These ladies can do things, guys. I just want everybody to know. These ladies can do stuff now. Thank you. Yeah, I, E.T. I did not enjoy. As a kid, you didn't? It shouldn't be a kid's movie. No, it's a, first of all. It should be 36 at least to be able to watch that movie. Dan, thank you. You need, they should have new ratings for these things that when you're actually ready to go see them. Because it's torture for a kid. I remember being upset. That's why I hated it. Yeah, I cried. Running around with a gun. They're trying to shoot E.T. That hoodie I didn't like. That bike. Falls over when he's drunk. He falls over when he's drunk. He's hiding with stuffed animals. He's carrying a purse at one point. He's got a purse. That don't fly down in Texas. E.T. better not. not They better not hide E.T. down in Texas. E.T. better not go to the comedy (laughs) mothership. It's going to be in trouble. Have you been to the comedy mothership yet? No, and I hate to say what I'm about to say. I wish I didn't have to say it, but I heard that Joe Rogan pays comics really well, and I hate to say anything good about him, but Mm -hmm. that is what I've heard. I will never be invited there. I'm not going to badmouth Joe Rogan the way Noah was back uh, 20 minutes ago before the show started. Yeah. He was saying he could beat him up. He's dying for a shot at Joe. One chance. MMA, (laughs) right? Yep. Like an M&M, right? Like M&M. Like an M&M is what I said. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't he look like a snowman with the middle part missing? A little bit. Joe Rogan. (laughs) You know what I mean? The little head and then the big one. So he took the middle one out. (laughs) I haven't laid eyes on him recently. I did meet him years ago, and he wasn't—he was like a comics comic in the sense that he was against like joke stealing, and he would stand up for—he mm-hmm. would stick up for like non-famous comics against hacks. But something happened to him, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, somebody told him he was smart. That's what happened. He ain't that smart. But I wonder again, if he's not. watched Carol. He's going to like Carol because yes, it's just for him. It's this is what's going to have to happen. 
the three of you, Joe's going to say he likes it. You're going to have to go to the ranch, go to the mothership, hang out with Joe. <laughs> Joe's going to take out the mushroom tea. You're all going to have to drink it, then go on an ayahuasca ceremony <laughs> together at the comedy mothership <laughs> with Chris D'Elia on stage. You're going to be on ayahuasca while Chris D'Elia does stand-up. Um, no, enough of Joe Rogan. I don't know why I'm trolling these people. Why am I... What am I looking for a fight? I'll back you up. I'll back you up too, Tom. Oh, thank you, Noah. I'm I knew I knew I had you in my corner, Noah. What about me? I said I'd back you up. Martha, it doesn't even need to be said. <laughs> I know where I stand with you. I'm terrified of Joe Rogan. Dan is terrified of him. You do not have Dan in your corner. No, Dan would Dan would this is what Dan would say. They went that way. <laughs> when we're running from Joe Rogan. <laughs> Dan would be, they're behind that pickup truck. <laughs> and then he would polish Joe's head a little bit with a, <laughs> take him to the bowling alley, put it in that ball polisher, right? You could bowl her, Martha? No, I'm really bad at it. Okay. Weak wrists, hard to fling the ball. Uh-huh. What's the game of choice for you? Foosball, uh, air hockey. When you're at a Dave and Buster's, for example, what are I we like doing? I like going on the the virtual reality ride type games. Okay, so you are a Universal Studios fan. You like going to Universal Studios. I've never Studio. been there. I've never been on any of there. I haven't been there. Well, you should go there because it's a fun place. There are four rides. It takes nine hours to get on one of them. <laughs> Okay. And when you go to the rides, you realize they're not even rides. They're bad movies and your chair shakes. <laughs> Devastating. <laughs> they're not exactly rides as much as they play a movie and your chair moves. <laughs> well, about- so it makes it seem like a Transformers throwing you around. They call that 4D, right? <laughs> yeah. 4D. 4D, which means... You're getting moved. That's the fourth D, I think. What about the Harry Potter ride? Is that fun? I almost threw up on that. Okay. Because it's like you're riding that broom around or whatever. Look, I don't have time for Harry Potter. I don't get it. (laughs) These are the things I don't like. The things I don't understand. Maybe I would love them if I got them. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Like, Lord, do you like Lord of the Rings? I I love The Hobbit. Okay. Because he didn't want to leave his little sure. house and snacks, mm-hmm. and he was terrified, but he went anyway. So if you, if you were doing The Hobbit, he would look out the window and then pull the shades. It'd be a shorter book if you were. In- can you <laughs> wait? Can mm-hmm. you get me a meeting to pitch Lady Hobbit? Are there Lady Hobbits in The Hobbit? Well, it'll just be a remake of The Hobbit, but it'll be starring me as Lady Hobbit. Like Lady Ghostbusters. Hobbitina. Right? Hobbitina. Hobbitina. You don't like that. Can you get me a meeting or not? (laughs) Sure, I can get you a meeting with with, uh, Universal (laughs) Theme Park. A meeting. (laughs) Um, This is my take on this Lord of the Rings. Think about this. You got one guy dressed like an elf. Another Mm. one's dressed like a hobbit. Another guy's dressed like an archer. Another guy's dressed like a wizard, right? And they all team up. 
And what are they what are they trying to destroy? A ring, right? Ring. Mm-hmm. What what is a ring no, known for? Um, Marriage. Oh. Growing up. Sorry, I meant to. <laughs> and what's the thing that they're scared of? This thing that kind of looks like yes. a lady's nether region. What? The yes. big, it's an eye, though, right? But what? it kind I know it's an eye. I didn't think it was an actual lady's nether region, Noah. Sorry. They're scared. It's that. it's little boys scared of growing up. I don't remember. Destroy that the part. ring. <laughs> run from the lady parts. <laughs> Take that, J. R. R. J. K. Rowling. Um, you're right, and I hadn't See, look, thought about it look. that way. Yeah. Although get, it also well, it also looks like an eye, it's though. Pretty eye. Oh no! Of course, it looks like an eye. But it, it, you get it. You get what I'm saying. That's not. That's don't, not. Don't, that's don't, not don't, what... <laughs> Martha. It's airtight. <laughs> and now people are saying the trees. Yes. When I saw the first Lord of the Rings movie, that was the most boring thing I ever saw in my life. Just sitting around meeting. Well, should we go do this thing? Three hours. Should we go do this thing? Yeah, let's go do it. What? Most boring movie. Then people are like, oh, the second one's great. The second one's exciting. Literally half of the second movie is watching a tree walk through the forest <laughs> with two of those hobbits on his back. A tree. I didn't even see the third one. Have you seen the Chipmunks uh, quadruple trilogy? You love the Chipmunks. I do. I was just wondering if you'd seen any of them. Can you name? I, I've seen. Can I name the Chipmunks? Alvin, Simon, Theodore. No, that's wrong. <laughs> Alvin's correct. Mm-hmm. Simon. No. Theodore. No, those are wrong. It's Alvin. Herb. Herbert. He goes by Herb though. He likes mm-hmm. it. formal. It's Herbert. And. Uh, uh, little Herbert. <laughs> They're great. Now, these chipmunks, people, this Best Show crew, they put together a thing. They said, we can make Tom and Martha and Dan. Not Noah, though. No, they said you, too. Okay. Make us sound like chipmunks. Oh. Is this possible, Best Show crew? It is possible to do this. Yeah, um, you already sound like you're walking it back. No, no, it's cool. The only co- the only catch um, is that uh, the uh, the, the full effect, if you will, yeah. will not be audible on your end. It will be your normal. So everybody but us get to enjoy being chipmunks. Yes, this is true. So I don't get to hear it back to even know if it sounds good. No, you don't. Can I trust That's, you that it does sound good? I can, you can trust me at all, anytime. No, this is Andrew. Andrew handles all the audio on the show. Thanks, um, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, guys. I'm sorry I derailed Carol and the End of the World into the Chipmunk. No. Was oh. there any consideration to Franchise. add the Chipmunks into the end of Carol and the End of the World? There wasn't, unfortunately. No. no. I just want to say this about the Chipmunks. Love them. 
I'm working on a thing now called Herb and the End of the World. <laughs> it's for a different streaming service. <laughs> I cannot name it. It's, the, the website ends with a dot ru though. It's a oh, it's a Russian. Oh. It's a it Russian. is yes. Because the other thing, I don't know if you if you if you both know uh, or both of the three of you know this group with um with Russia. It's a big difference between Russia and America. I don't know if you've known that. For example, like in America, like we watch television, mm-hmm. but in Russia, television, television watches, watches you. you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did you know that, Dan? Yes. That here in America, we watch, we watch television. television. Right. But in Russia, television watches you. Right. Rest in power. Yakov Smirnov. Did he pass away? Just did today. <laughs> he was. I have the right here. Yakov Smirnov, age eighty-eight. He was eighty-eight. Wow. Passed away today. He was hit by a meteor. Wow. That was thrown at him. <laughs> it's a weird way to die. You think you get hit by a meteor? Mm-hmm. At least it's like, hey, that's a one in a billion thing. If some dude just whips it at you. It's a little less exciting. All right, so you want us to do? Wait, is it Christmas? Do Don't I, be late. Um, that's their that's their famous song. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't mean to drag you guys into a no. chipmunk sing along. I just wanted to bring them up because I am a fan. But well, we let's let's uh, let's uh, check out. Let's let's. You, should we try this? You want to try this? Look, um, look anybody who doesn't want to try it is exempt. Yeah, whoever wants to. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. I'm, a, I'm on board. Okay. Dan, are you in or are you out? We'll see once it starts. I could picture Dan being a good Dave, right? Getting mad at the chipmunks. Dave hated those chipmunks. No, he... <laughs> He, he hated ad- them. He adopted them in the but road he hated trip. Them. No, he loved he them. He loved them. He got so he mad did. at them. He was like he, his father. He was like the father yeah, figure. He went in the well, first. That's weird. No, he did. He's not literally le- their father. He That'd legally adopted them at a courthouse mm-hmm. in the fourth movie, The Road Trip. Mm-hmm. So and it before- took him four movies to finally <laughs> adopt yes. these freaking chipmunks. But on um, Chipwrecked, he. <laughs> Gets he goes to a deserted island to look for them because they get they fly away on a kite accidentally and get. Now what about that chipmunk movie from the eighties? The one that had the the all around and wild. You know that I'm one. Not, I'm only with familiar with I'm only familiar with the Jason Lee version okay. era chipmunks. So that's like for you. That's like when Christopher Nolan did Batman. Yes, <laughs> those chipmunks say it's like a reboot of the franchise. Yeah, and I lived right around the corner from the bungalow chipmunks. that Dave Seville lives in 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 the movie. In the it's movie, a re, it's a real bungalow court. In a terrible part of Hollywood that I lived mm-hmm. in, and I just coincidentally moved in around the corner for a while. What I think I need to do, because again, nobody wants what I'm selling, Dan. Dan comes <laughs> up with an idea five minutes later. He's told, hang tight, eight months, we'll, <laughs> we'll, say, we'll pull the trigger on this. 
Me, uh, my eight months has come and gone. I'm watching multiple eight months roll by. <laughs> I need my chipmunk thing. This is what it requires. An angry dude. All these things require angry dudes. Alf. Willie. Hates Alf. Alf. How could you... Why did you dismantle the dishwasher? Right? Yeah. yeah. I thought I'd get the... Like, <laughs> right? I was looking for the remote. Apparently I was wrong. <laughs> Thank you. Great Alf impression. I appreciate that. I wanted to do Alf. If there's an Alf reboot, I got to do Alf. Willie's no longer with us. Max Wright, he passed away. Also hit by a meteor. Thrown. Back from Yakov Smirnov's family. Whipped it back at... So this happened This happened today. They both passed away today, yeah. No, um... These shows require a dude who's so worked up, who's about to have a heart attack with the amount of rage coursing through his system Mm -hmm. at these magical characters. Talking chipmunks, magical character. Alf, magical character. Are you a fan of Alf, Noah? Uh, I've never seen Alf. I'm familiar with Alf. Never saw Alf. Nope. You ever see a sunrise? You ever see a beautiful sunrise? I have seen those, yeah. Well, that's the TV version of a sunrise Alf. is Alf. <laughs> look, there it is. Look, how, look at Alf. If you search on YouTube, you'll find things like Alf gets Willie mad. Willie looks 15. happy, though. Well, that's for the publicity. Press. When they get out of that moment, Willie's screaming at him. It's a ruse. <laughs> yes. It's all a ruse. <laughs> it's a ruse. <laughs> You know, Alpha's probably just like, yeah, when everybody's around, you're a nice guy. When we're alone, then you start screaming at me. Alf, how could you humiliate me in front of the press that way? Do you know Alf's real name? Anybody? His Alfred? name's not Alf. Alf is, is categorization, alien life form. Oh. Yeah. Gordon Shumway. I'm not joking. Wow. You think I'm joking. I swear all of us in this room worship Christ, and I think I can swear <laughs> that on Christ's birthday. Yeah. birthday. What, what does he have? What do you swear? <laughs> A Bible. Remember when Trump said that? Trump was like, <sighs> Out of the deal is my favorite, second favorite book. You know what my favorite book is? The Bible. <laughs> 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 is it revealed on the show his name? Oh yeah. No, this is this is in there. This is this is uh Alf lore. Yeah. You're probably gonna end up rebooting Alf. <laughs> Get eight months. Eight months from now you're hand the Alf script in. With Martha again. With Martha playing can Lady I Alf. Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina. Right? Good Willie. It's now Wilhelmina. Um Did you, what about a reboot called Mrs. Belvedere? I would love to see that. That Mr. Belvedere. First of all, 
How weird is this dude? This British dude shows up in Pittsburgh with a trunk. I want to do a gritty reboot of Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> you don't know what went on. Because he was in the British Army. He knew Churchill. Mr. Belvedere saw some stuff. You know there's a a lot of bodies in the path. Look, see, there's Mr. Belvedere. He's climbing out. Uh, he's, he's in the pyramids. He's in the jungle. Was he, um, was he their butler? He was their butler. You know how okay. families in the suburbs need a butler? Yeah. They had <laughs> a butler. One time at a meeting, and I saw in, signed on the sheet, the sign-in sheet before, Bryce Beckenham from Mr. Belvedere. Never was so excited. <laughs> Didn't sell a show that day. I'm sure Bryce Beckenham cleaned up. He got the eight months. It's eight months. Should we do this will uh, the chipmunk thing? Yeah, you, whenever you guys are ready. Yeah, let's try this. Who play? Who's playing? How many parts are there in this thing? Um, you mean like harmonies? Like how many people? Who has to be with? Do, does each person have to be a chipmunk? Well, you're all going to be chipmunks. We're so all going to be chipmunks. You're all going to be chipmunks, and we're all going to sing along. Oh, so we'll and... just all sing along. But does anybody have to be Alvin? Uh, we don't need to assign roles okay. at this point. Martha, you're Alvin, though. Okay. Okay. You're Alvin. Yeah, let's try this. I love to but play. we just have to trust this. You got to trust us, good. guys. All right. Here we go. Just give us one and moment. I might pull the plug part way through this. Okay. Sounds good. I'm not very confident tonight. I I see. We're already getting chipmunks though. So here we go. I'm sorry, guys. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Do I have to go with huh? mm. Not saying little Herbert in there. Okay. My first is the Bible. <laughs> Nothing beats the Bible. Nothing.
How did that sound, Andrew? That was fan chipmunk tastic. Chip tastic. Chip tastic is better. That's better. Now let me just say something, and I truly mean. I know we've joked around a lot tonight and stuff. No joke. Carol and the End of the World is a truly special show. It's really amazing, and it's so wildly impressive what you pulled off, Dan. I am Thanks, truly Tom. in awe of it, and you know I've been in awe of your talent for a very long time. And you've been a good th- friend to me. Well, this is one of the. Tom needs to put his mouth. Leave me alone. <laughs> No, a matter of complimenting Dan. <laughs> no. This is your greatest accomplishment. You built a whole world and you built a whole story and a whole and it is a it is a tone that draws you in and it makes you laugh and it makes you it makes you feel things and it's very positive and moving and just amazing it's a little and hypnotic as well exactly you're not you you declared your own pace with it and people hang with it and it's worth hanging with because you made art with this show we wanted to do something different with it yeah well you done did it yeah they let us do it somehow and this show is over at netflix.com mm-hmm <laughs> And hey, Tom, the, speaking of, of uh, high-end art, do you want to see what that just looked like and sounded like? Sure. I'd love to hear that back for a second. I hope it's the Bible Oh, this is going to make me want to throw up, I know. Oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> All right, stop. Stop, please. Stop. Turn it off. Turn it off. It's like hardcore. Remember when George C. Scott, turn it off. <laughs> you like that movie? I do. I love that movie. Yeah. You love it? I do. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> you love the movie hard. Oh, you love the movie about the father finding out his daughter has been dragged into the world of pornography? It's I just do. one. I I think George. You're a holiday favorite over at the Prestwich house. <laughs> what can I say? I'm not going over there for Christmas. I... They're playing hardcore all day. It's like <laughs> everybody else plays a Christmas story on a loop. If this dude was running TBS, they'd run hardcore on a 24 hour loop <laughs> on Christmas. Hamilton gets it. Tom set him up to knock him down. Thank you. No one wins on the best show. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Martha Kelly, Dan Guterman, and Noah Presswich, who are all a part of a truly special show. And I'm all kidding aside, it's really amazing, and you should be very proud of it. Thanks. There you go, Martha. Wow. I don't, I just, I'm heartbroken by every picture of myself just that and specifically i did my own makeup and it was like mm-hmm. white like a mime mm-hmm. it was the foundation was no. too light i give them credit they actually did take a picture from the santa anita mall that's the cheesecake factory at the santa anita mall you like that mall noah i've been to the dave and busters there and i had a great time yeah i love it there i love it you know what i like Panda Express. What do yeah. you get at Panda Express? I get the... Two or three? One, two, or three. 
en- entrees? Yeah. Probably get two. That's right. And what do you pick? The rice? I get the chow mein. The chow mein. I get the orange chicken. Orange chicken. And what else you get? Super greens? Bounce it out? Nah, you don't do super. Beef with broccoli? Beef and broccoli. So somebody's just trying to get that... Uh, get that uh, stint put in uh, sooner than later with their dietary choices, right? <laughs> Work some vegetables into the mix there, Noah. <laughs> you, you, you'll thank broccoli. me later. It's broccoli. In oh, yeah, that broccoli covered in brown s- sauce. Yeah. Why am I so mad? You know why? Nobody wants what I'm selling. <laughs> Eight months from now is uh, August of 2024. Mm. You know what I'm going to do in August 2024? Campaigning for Mr. Trump. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I won't be doing that. I'll be going from door to door. Everybody watch Carol and the end of the world. You won't regret it. You're going to love it. Thank you, Dan for coming by. Thank you, Noah, for coming by. Thank you, Martha, for coming by. Thank you for Thank having you. me. Thanks, Tom. And we have Trey Magnifique is going to play us to the next break. Is that correct? Yep. Let's do it to it.
How's everybody doing tonight here on this holiday installment? Thank you, Trey, Manuf Trey Magnifique again. Amazing. Love it, love it, love it. It's a really fun episode. The phone number 201-989-0012. If you want to get in on the chit chat and give a call, talk to your friend Tom on the final episode of 2023. Now, again, Patreon, so much stuff going on over there. Ad-free versions of the episodes, audio for five bucks, video for ten. The bonus content, John Gentle Show starts January 7th. Can't wait for that. So cool. Uh, we have coming up later in tonight's episode. Go it's support the show through Patreon. A lot of stuff planned for 2024. New shows on the Patreon for 2024. New uh new new rewards coming. A lot of cool stuff. And later in tonight's episode, we have Elvez is coming by. There is a little video we want to play to get you kind of up to speed on Elvez. You want to play that, my friends? Ready. Here we go. Let's watch it. You know who Elvez is? The Mexican Yeah. Artist. Viva! Viva Elvez! My name is Elvez. Does the word impersonator offend you? No, I like the word. You like the word? <laughs> I'm a, but I'm a... I mean, translator, Elvis translator. You're an Elvis translator. Mexican Elvis, you know, translator. Combination of living art and selling art. Mm -hmm. I'm the living art. <laughs> yeah, Elvis. Gonna happen in a little bit. Very exciting. I was helping myself to these holiday cookies. I love them dry. I love those dry, those dry cookies, right? They're kind of the best. 201-989-00-012. Let's take a call. Hello, 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 best show. Hi. Hi, who's this? This is Audrey. Audrey, how are you tonight? I'm really good. Thank you. It's nice to hear from you. Mm-hmm. How's, uh, how's everything going? I really going? love the show. It's really good. Thank you. Thank you. Are you on holiday break yet from school? Yeah. When did that start? This week? Uh, Yeah. Now, what's your plan for the holidays? We don't really have one. You're staying at home. You're staying. You're not traveling. Yeah. What? Um, I what? would really like to. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. You'd really like to. I 
I really like to give a special shout out to Trey Manusik. He's really good. That's amazing. Oh, you know, Audrey, thank you so much for that. He re, Trey Manusik is fantastic. I also do want to mention that his album Mature Situations uh, you can get at treymagnifique.bandcamp.com. The album is called Mature Situations. Don't miss it. Maybe you'll get a copy. Ooh, wouldn't that be fun? What do you celebrate on? What do you uh, what do you celebrate? Uh, what, what what holiday around these time uh, this time do you celebrate? Um Christmas. Christmas. Maybe you'll be under the Christmas, Christmas tree. I really hope so. Could you imagine if you hear Santa Claus, right? Yeah. And he's going. He's going. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Thanks a lot, Tom. Santa Claus Thanks. goes. Wait, who said that? Me. If Santa's like, and I'm going to leave Audrey a copy of Trey Magnifique's new album, Mature Situations. Oh, 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 right? Yay! But she was bad this year. So I'm going to crack the record in half. <laughs> oh, no. Thanks a lot. Right? Thanks, Santa. Great show. I really like it. Yay! What else is going on, Audrey? Not much. Not much? What grade are you in again? I can't remember. Fourth grade. Fourth grade. I never got to fourth grade. Never got there. Yes, you did. I couldn't. You definitely I definitely got to fourth grade. No, I got to third. I was in third grade for nine years, and then finally they just told me I couldn't keep trying anymore. Wow. What a sad life in school. Never getting winter break. I know. Just having to be in school. Audrey, you get it. You get it. Is there anything, mm-hmm. uh, anything you want? Other than the uh, Trey Magnifique album, Mature Situations? No. Wow. You're, e- you're an easy one for Christmas. Oh, my headphones Great fell show. off. What's that? Oh, no. Dad, 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 don't know. Okay. I really like your show, and I'm so happy I got a call in. I am too, Audrey. You, you have a great night, and have a happy holiday. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Amazing. What a great caller. Hello, best show. Hey, John. This is Ted again. Ted, you called already. Well, what's up, Ted? What would lead you to call back? Well, I froze again? up. I, I froze up a little bit earlier when I called him for the first time, but I realized that I wanted to tell you about at least one awkward celebrity encounter. Okay, let's hear it. Oh, God. Never mind. Sorry. So I spotted uh, Richard Dreyfuss at Miami Sea Aquarium in like 2001. Okay. And he was not happy to be spotted. But needless to say, I still asked him for an autograph after my sister had already asked him for an autograph. And so I I have the autograph. He signed it to my sister, to Jane. Hi, Richard Dreyfuss. And mine says, to Ted. Hi, also, Richard Dreyfuss. 
which I think is a good indication of how upset he was to be discovered. Mm-hmm. Well, that's upsetting. Uh, the other flip. Yeah. That, that, yeah, it, 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 was, it was fun in the moment, but, uh, but yeah, awkward, awkward, awkward when la- a decade later reading the autograph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other awkward celebrity encounter being Nick Cave. All right. Tell me about that. I went to one of the book signings and I tried to mention the concert to him, but uh, I'd forgotten that for him, each concert is probably a blur of you know, many, many concerts. Mm-hmm. So he looked at me like I was uh, a little nuts. Yeah. He's done a lot of concerts. Indeed. Indeed. I love it, Ted. Mission accomplished. Well, thanks, Tom. Of course. Have a great night. Well, uh, uh, you too. Have you? Let's take a call now. Hello, Best Show. Hello, Tom. To whom am I speaking? This is Scott Rogowski, your Scott, old friend. Scott Rogowski, host of HQ, former host of HQ. Yes. No, currently I'm hosting it right now. I brought it back last night, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's exciting. This is a big announcement. Um, I'm, I'm doing it independently now, just like you're, you know, you're doing your independent show now. Yeah. I'm doing it myself. So you're We're like you're like the Lone me. Ranger. You're like the Lone Ranger. What I was talking about earlier. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, it's it's not the same as it was. It's it's just me. Uh, I've got my roommates watching the show right now. It's the two of us. It's just the entire operation. But, I'm, you know, I'm working on expanding outward. So, yeah, if you, if you want to join the show, uh, come uh, mm-hmm. download the app, which, which you can find. You have to go to 2525 Main Street in Santa Monica to download the app. It's the physical app location and that's where i'm doing it okay now yeah scott you've been trying to get through for a couple weeks now and for whatever reason it's never worked out but now you're on the show one of my yeah, favorite this is I, big. I just want to say this about scott rogowski is he funny absolutely is he talented undoubtedly is he a great host indisputably is he but all of those things pale in comparison to the quality of person he is as funny as he is he's even he's even a better person i'll take your word for it i appreciate it and i i i come with with some news, some holiday cheer, Tom. To, uh, well, it's actually not quite cheerful, but it is an announcement. A couple of things I want to say. One is uh, I appreciate those words, and and if, if you also feel that way about anybody listening out there who also feels the way about me that Tom does, then why don't you tell it to my face? You can come see me at my vintage store, which is closing, Tom. I'm closing my store at the end of the year. This is it, 2023. Oh, no ends on the 31st and so does quiz daddies so that's that's one big announcement i'd love to see all friends of tom oh, at the no. shop i've seen many over the last couple of years which is really cool to, to connect with the community irl and we have lots of deals going on buy one get one we got all sorts of discount racks so my vintage clothing store 
is on sale for Friends of Tom and Friends of Friends of Tom. And we're having actually a party on Sunday. I know it's Christmas Eve day, but the rapper actor Gata from the show Dave, who's been a, uh, a customer, a client of mine, mm-hmm. and dare I say, friend, he is, uh, he's coming to spin his new record. He's got the new music coming out. So it's an exclusive pre-release listening party, closing party, Christmas party, holiday party. It's all going down Sunday, the 24th, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. So you can get in there before Christmas Eve starts. 2525 Main Street. I'll do some trivia for you. We'll have a grand all time. And Tom, I, you're probably celebrating the holiday, so I don't expect you to be there. But anybody else listening who wants to come to Santa Monica, please come on down. Now, It'll Scott, fun time you, think about this. your store is called Quiz Daddy, Quiz Daddy. HQ. What's the, no, what is the name of the show? I wanted to call it, well, I, I was, I, I called it Uniqlo to start. Yeah. But then it turns out there was a, a competing claim on that. Yeah. So I had to change the name to uh, the Quiz Daddy, which and, is available. And, and you're in Santa Monica, and the shop is unfortunately closing after a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, almost two years. And it's just, look, it's. It was supposed to be three months when I opened it. It was really just an experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, Perry Shall, friend of the show, Perry Shall and I are, are, are two members of the community. I'm sure there are others out there, but Perry and I are major, major vintage t-shirt collectors. Mm-hmm. And I've been collecting for 20 years, basically hoarding all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I finally decided, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to sell some of this stuff off, thin the herd a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I tried it for three months. Three months became six months, became nine months. I signed another year, and so I just kept doing it, and then I decided, well, what am I doing? Is this my life now? Am I, like, just running a small yeah. business now? Look, I kind of got just, like, stuck in this cycle. I mean, it's fun, but it's exhausting, and it's a lot of work. Absolutely. So I, had to, I just had to end it. No, yeah. a store, a store <laughs> is a full commitment. This is not a lemonade yeah. stand. <laughs> you, you don't open a lemonade stand where you could just bring it back inside when you're done. Yeah. Yeah, you it, gotta, it, it's, been, it's been an eye-opening experience, yeah. Well, I just want to yeah. say, congrats. I want to say this. You done did it, Scott. You did it. I'll always give anybody credit. I give anybody credit who goes for it. You go for it, Yeah. I give you credit. Scott Thank is you. one of these guys. He goes for it. I've never seen anybody with Don't. more... He jumps into the pool. He don't even know if there's water in the pool. He jumps in. And you know what? That's what you got to do in life. You jump in the pool. What are you going to dip a toe in the pool? Uh, maybe I'll sell three shirts. Maybe I'll put some shirts and I'll pull them back. Nah, I'm not going to do the thing. And it, No. Scott jumps in. That's He makes big risks. And he goes for it. And I tip my hat to you. Scott goes hard in the paint. Thank you. Scott's like... Anthony Mason in the paint. The late yeah, great Oliver Anthony Miller. Mason. Oh, and he's less like late, Oliver so Miller. No, you did another late great. You did it, Scott. Yeah. Everybody should go. So, so New Year's, the final day of 2023, is when the shop closes. Yeah, I, I might, I might be closed on that final day, the twenty, the thirty first. I'm kind of deciding, like. Do I want to actually be there for the 
New Year's Eve day. Maybe I want to get away and do yeah. something for that night. So I, I might, I may close the thirtieth, but the twenty fourth is this big party with Gaya. Okay. And yeah, I'm, I'm open every day, twelve to seven, twelve to seven every day till the thirtieth, possibly the thirty first. Okay. There you go. Um, I don't want to hop on it, but thank you for that announcement. The other thing I wanted to say, Tom, is we've been talking off off radio, off air uh-huh. about uh, some for the spring. Now, is this? Is this public? Can I make this public? Is it happening? Well, <laughs> it, 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 I will make it happen. I struck out on the on the first attempt. Unfit, my request went unfulfilled. But look, you can do anything in life if you pay for it. So we're going to make this happen, Tom. I'm paying for it. Tom is going to see fish. At the Sphere in Las Vegas <laughs> in April, which is be, it's going to be an epic evening, uh, uh, a lifetime in the making. If it costs me $10,000, I'm going to make sure it happens. I don't care what the price is. We're going to do it. <laughs> I truly... it out loud for the first time. <laughs> We're going to talk. I'll say this. Yeah. We'll talk more about the specifics of this, but you know what? We're going to see fish, Scott. We're doing it. We're doing it. It's it's going to be the thrill and honor of a lifetime to escort you to be the Scott Ackerman uh, or the Harris Whittles, the Scott Ackerman. It's it's now we're taking the, 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 the mantle from Analyzed Fish and we're updating it for 2024, mm-hmm. Scott and Tom. Yes. And I can't wait. if you want to know which ones, if you want to know who we are at the show, look for the camper van filled with Dawkin t-shirts. That's us. <laughs> yeah, we'll be selling shirts in the lot. Definitely making Tom, Tom takes yeah. Tom takes Vegas tees. We'll be selling off that final yeah, batch we'll- of Quiz Daddy inventory in the Sphere yeah, parking yeah. lot. Yes, shakedown in the sphere. I love it. No, I'm excited. It's gonna be, um, I'll go imagine. for it. I'll we'll, we'll go, talk more Scott. We'll, we'll talk more we'll about it. it. I'm ready to go. just like you. I'm taking a page out of my old buddy yep. Rogo's book. You go for it. Well, you're the inspiration, Tom. You're the you're the go. You're the original go for it guy. You know, going back to the very show, but everything you've done in your career, you go for it every time. And Dan Guterman, I want to shout out Dan, who I was an intern at the Onion in 2008. And Dan was one of those guys that I looked up to, absolute awe, like you said, in awe of his talent. And I would just see him smoking those cigs outside the office on Broadway every time I came down, he'd be on a cigarette break. And I, I was almost too scared to talk to him because I was just so in awe. But uh, that was cool to, to hear Dan on the show. Yeah, I was great. To watch this. He's great. The show's oh. amazing. Yeah. Scott, we're going to keep talking in 2024. Yeah. I tip my hat to you. Yeah. Happy holidays. You're you're a con- a constant inspiration, and I love you. Thank you, buddy. I love you too, Tom. Looking okay. forward to it. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas. Same to you. Talk to you soon, buddy. Right, bye. bye. Good guy. Good guy. Gotta love him. Gotta love him. Hello, best show. Hi, Tom. It's me, Wally Wackerman. Wally Wackerman. Wow. Wally. Happy holidays. A happy holidays to you. To what do I owe I, the I, pleasure? I have a for you. Sorry, what's that? I have a present for you. 
You have a present for me. It was the night before Christmas, and in the shadows, a bag started to wiggle. A muppet arose, crawled up the stairs, no hand up his sleeve. A new kind of magic on this Christmas Eve. He woke up his father, whose mouth made a grin, and said, Now it is time for our fun to begin. They walked hand in hand out of their home with a big bag of presents they started to roam. Walk up to a house they had not been before. Walter laid flat and slid under the door. Under father's request, but not his control, Walter's eyes cold and devoid of a soul. Hovered over each bed, a Muppet possessed. The tree was next on this sinister quest. As father watched proudly, Walter opened the sack. Terrible things he began to unpack. While father watched proud from a lazy boy throne, he replaced all the presents with gifts of his own. Switched out the Legos with glass shards and tacks. Removed the train and put poo on the tracks. Razor blades poured into a music box. A BB gun switched with one loaded Glock. Casting frightening shadows onto the wall, Walter filled up the stockings with loose fentanyl. Switched tinsel with entrails, candy canes with a blade. An angel with roadkill already decayed. He replaced Santa's cookie with one huge syringe, and he burned all the presents in his belt, briefly singed. They shuffled outside as the family woke up. The mom made a scream and dropped her coffee cup. Children who woke to a room rearranged presents under the tree, but they had all changed. The children and parents cried all through the day as father opened the bag to put Walter away. Father felt pain. His palm he upturned. Somehow through the night, his finger had burned. Father scampered away, so proud of his plan. Merry Christmas to Dad from Walter Wacky Man. Hold on. This is not Wally. This is Walter or Wally? Your gift's coming, bitch. That's Walter. I I don't like that. I don't like that. That was not at all what I signed up for. I apologize on that one. That's not Wally Wacky Man. The rogue Wally Wacky Man who's out there. No. No bueno, as they say. Um, let's see. What should we do next? How close are we to to the to uh, Elvez? Uh, we're a little while off. Okay. Uh, Julia's available. Yeah. Can we uh, bring in Julia Vickerman? I'll talk to her. And uh, anybody? Uh, in. Yeah. Should we? Well, I'll wait till Julia's in here. Then we'll figure it out. How are you? Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Are you here? Right there. Let me put you don't have to put headphones on because we're just talking. I Fantastic. don't want to mess up your Sanny hat. <laughs> How you doing? Julia Vickerman. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. I really enjoyed you trying to talk about the chipmunk adventure with Martha. Uh-huh. The 80s movie? Yeah, the 80s one. But... I went off to the gang. <laughs> what is it? It's, it's off to see the world. Off actually. to see the world. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't know it better considering I've made you watch it like 200 times. That is true. <laughs> it is. It's a very important song you'll to me. You'll say, we'll be watching YouTube videos and you'll say like, 
Yeah, let's put the chipmunks in. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're like, so sweet. You always just go, okay. I'm like, yeah, let's watch the chipmunks again. <laughs> We're going off to the world. We're um, going to fly around. I have a Christmas present you for do? you. But we'll wait till the end. To we'll wait till the end. Have you open it. I don't have any Christmas presents for you tonight. <laughs> Sorry, we had an agreement that we wouldn't no, we do just, presents this year. We, we decided to do a cheap Christmas. Because we had a very expensive Halloween. Boy, oh boy, did we. <laughs> yeah, expensive in many ways. The price we paid. Emotionally expensive. <laughs> Emotionally, physically. Yes, it was a real. I'm looking at the chat right now. Julia has the best animated show on Netflix beside Carol and the End of the World. Oh, that's very kind. Julia did an amazing show called 12 Forever. Everybody should watch that. Amazing. You should be proud of it. It's great. (laughs) Now, Julia Vickerman. Uh huh. You. You are many things. You're. And you've done animation, you've done production, you do directing, all these things. You know, Gabba Gabba, you did all that stuff, all many things. And the recent thing you did, though, we did something together. I was going to say, I recently got to work on a really awesome music video with this cool collaborator. Named me. Named Tom Sharpling. (laughs) (laughs) That was, um, we made, uh, we co-directed. A video for MGMT. For They have an album coming out in February, but they dropped a song in late October. It was it late yeah, October, it's, right? It's the, yeah, it's their second single. Bubblegum Dog. and No, the first one was late October. Oh, we did. That's right. We did yeah, late Mother November. Nature was late October. You're absolutely right. One was Halloween. One was Thanksgiving. Yeah. They're just going to release all their songs on all their holidays. holidays thing American holidays. Christmas, New Year's Day, <laughs> Arbor Day. Yeah. But it was such a it was amazing to get to work with them together because yeah. they're both such an important band for both. of oh us. Oh, my God. We both love the band. Yeah. And then the opportunity presented itself. And we were just like, let's do this yes, together. Yeah. yeah. That was amazing. It could get a tiny bit closer to the mic. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, it was really cool because it, it combined a lot of our interests. Yeah. You know, it was like bringing kind of the DIY craft world of sure. Yo Gabba Gabba vibes. And Stone into Temple Pilots videos. Kevin Kerslick, <laughs> STP. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was, it's the most fun I ever had making, uh, directing a video. Yeah, that was extremely anything. fun. It was so much fun. And just getting a chance to collaborate with you, it was a, a dream come true. It was. It really was. It, it was, was very, a gift. Yeah. We weren't just like, why do you want to do this shot? <laughs> no, the only shot that we almost had a disagreement about mm-hmm. was the the insert shot, the profile of Andrew after he puts on the fake goatee. Oh, yeah. You wanted to hold it longer than mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. You were saying we could cut out eight frames earlier. I was just like... Well, because a hand started to come back in. The, you know. I saw the thing. I was there. I saw it. I'm just saying, guess who won that argument? Who? This guy. You did. Okay. <laughs> I was ready to go, I did. And you're like, no, you didn't. No, it wasn't an argument. No, though. but that was that was the special thing about it is like we, we'd never worked together in that mm. capacity. So I had no idea if it was going to go mm-hmm. well i was like there's mm-hmm. a chance we could actually fight a lot during Can this and disagree creatively yeah. and because we don't fight 
we don't fight. No, it's and not it's, really our thing. No, it's not our thing. <laughs> but, Maybe I'll get into it later. Yeah, but the thing where it's like uh, suddenly in a work thing and it's tension and there's time ticking. Yeah. The clock's ticking and everybody's watching you and you're waiting. Well, when ego gets decisions. involved. And, and, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You just don't know. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised. Not actually really that surprised, but just like. I, it was really it was, great that we just it, we really complimented each other. I think yeah. is this just us sitting here bragging? Pretty about much, us? we're pretty like, much setting out how fun to make everyone feel bad <laughs> that they're not us. No, I just want. No, I'm kidding. I just that. want to say how much I enjoyed working yeah, with you no, in that capacity. Well, likewise, it was a total blessing. Everybody, should, if you didn't see the video, check out Bubblegum Dog video. It's uh, it's everywhere. YouTube, all the stuff. Um. Now, one thing 2024 is going to bring that's very exciting mm-hmm. is on the Best Show Patreon, it's all this bonus thing up there, there's going to be a new show up there. Yeah. We're going to do a little something together. Yeah. It's going to be fun. And what are we going to call that show? It is called Outgrown, mm-hmm. and it's a show about pop culture, but mostly about getting to know our guests on an individual personal level it's you the it's getting to know someone's how their identity has shifted since they were young and yeah. uh it's it's basically about these like the, the the concept is these pieces of pop culture these things that were so important to you at a certain age and you never thought you'd outgrow them you thought you this you were like this mm-hmm. is my identity. Yeah, this is the be all end all and be all of your yeah, existence. Yeah, whether it's a band or a film or a show or a video game or a book series, mm-hmm. it's like everyone had that thing that they were just completely obsessed with and engrossed by, and so that defined them. Yes, that defined it helps you fi- find your identity. Yeah, you're like I finally points. feel seen by this thing, mm-hmm. and you never think you're going to outgrow it, but you. Absolutely, always do. Mm-hmm. Usually, yeah. yeah you never, absolutely oh, always I, do. You usually, you kind of hope so. You need to not. If, we, if you're kind of just like, if your identity is solely a television show, then yeah, you would hope that maybe eventually, you'd... like, if you don't start to like ease up on the Thundercats love, <laughs> if it doesn't diminish at any point, you might have some trouble. You might need to, yeah, just, just recalibrate a couple things. If you're just like, I love. Thundercats as much as I did from when I was seven. I'm 38. I love it as much as I ever loved it. Exactly. It has never diminished for one moment. But it doesn't always have to be stuff from childhood. Like one of our examples when we wrote up our little description mm-hmm. was like whether you're seven and you did this, 11, you did this, but you're 32 and you mm-hmm. used a YA novel series in order to deal with a period of grief in your life, which is something I've heard happens quite a bit. Sure. It certainly has never happened to me. No, of course not. Ever. Or me either. I've had <laughs> I see one of the things people gotta know about me. I certainly never watched the Twilight film series a thousand times in a row to deal with a breakup. <laughs> I figured it out early and it was perfect. From that moment on, never had one misstep. Yeah. One anything. It's all been. It's true. Yeah. You figured it out. Now, that's the beauty of this thing. It's it's a universal thing. Ultimately. It is. Everybody goes through that. Everybody. Especially if you're a creative person mm-hmm. who is interested in. Yeah. Who uh, interested in entertainment, works in entertainment, which are, those are the type of guests we're going to have on are creative yeah. people. Yeah. 
who've these these little these things were pieces of their identity and they've you know added to who this person has become mm -hmm. as an adult and yeah. we want to pay tribute to those things and we want to hear about like is this still something you like or was this a secret are you yeah. embarrassed about it like yeah. how what many parts people of it yeah. still work for you exactly what did it inspire in other things you did exactly. how did this resonate through your life there's so many things it's going to be so interesting, and I'm so excited we're going to start doing that early 2024. Me too. So, yeah, that's very exciting. That's a little bit of a – somebody just said uh, – West in the chat just said, what if everybody they interview is into just Thundercats? I'm fine with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would um, – actually, that would be, be very like, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's you, very exciting. Do you want to open your present now? Yeah. Okay, I so I, I, we had an agreement that we would just make each other gifts. So this mm -hmm. is your, okay, this is your uh, homemade. Oh, you made me a box. Present. Yeah, I made that box. Is this it, or is there something in it? <sighs> That's a good joke. <laughs> See that, and get ready for that. On that, the spirit of that dynamic will be on outgrown. <laughs> me making a joke that kind of sucks, and you just going, yeah. <laughs> oh my god what do you think what is it Tom <laughs> hey Brett Boehm are you watching I am I know it's in the box too you do I told Brett everybody knows my love of Sesame Street characters not Muppets mm-hmm Sesame Street characters. And over the last year, there's a certain character I fell in love with. And you made a little needle felt version of him. Of Gonger. <laughs> it's Gonger. Oh my God. Look at this. <gasps> His hair's a little messy. It's Gonger. Look how cute this is. He's made from a, he's, I needle felted him. This is amazing. Wow. <laughs> you made a little silly? gonger. His I'm, hair's a little I'm... little long. He's not totally. Oh, cookie. <laughs> why would you say that? <laughs> cookie, why? But was saying, of like, of course, that's Tom's favorite character. It's the most, like, relatable. One that's just mad. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> why is this happening? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. This is the greatest. Look at this. Julia, thank you so much. This is the just the best. And mm. this is just a testament to how amazingly creative and brilliant you are. And getting to be your partner is just the best thing in my life. Oh, you're very kind. And get ready for. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah what are you going to give me? <laughs> oh, yeah, get ready for. Do you like this? I do like that. Hold on, I'm gonna make this. Ooh. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. Who else is floating around out there? Is is H Man here? Uh yes, he Did is. Did I see H Man? H Man, you want to come is. in and say hi? Yeah, get him out. So he's saying, sit that little dude out. You're right. I gotta sit him out. What am I putting him back in the box for? Oh, <laughs> All right. Thank yeah. you. All right. Thank Merry you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay. There we go. Look, it's Gonger. He's sitting right there. Look at him. Let's get H-Man in there. If he's here. Anybody else? H-Man's here. 
Kevin, you want to come say hi? Also bring Kevin. Kevin can come say hi, too. It'd be nice. Everybody can say hi. This is my guy, H-Man. Hey, Tom, how, how are, are you? you, buddy? It's so great to see you. You too. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Well, how was how was Hanukkah? It was good. It was it was pretty low key this year, but it was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my wife Olivia gave me a food saver, like a vacuum sealer. Okay, because I've been really into making beef jerky lately. Yeah, really. Yeah. How's that? How do you do that? Like, what? What's the? How long does it take to make beef jerky? It's it's you know it's the it's the marinating process, which is basically just coming up with some sort of sauce to sit beef in for a few hours and then it's oh we can go back and then it's and then basically you just put it in a dehydrator for like four or five hours okay so it just like cooks meat at a low temperature uh-huh. so you can't really it doesn't really like burn the meat it just like shrivels it up because it's cooking out all the moisture okay but it co- turns out pretty good for mm-hmm. literally having, having never done it before mm-hmm. that's amazing yeah. are people loving your beef jerky yeah i mean i, I i'm planning to make some for like friends gifts okay. and I, I know you don't eat meat but yeah I don't eat if there's meat. any sort of like dried fruit or something i could i could try to make for you for the holidays mm. i think anything I'm, can be jerked anything can be jerked that's the first thing <laughs> we have kevin dorf is here too one of the funniest people ever is in the studio here kevin how thank are you, you i'm fine thank you kevin know him from conan you were conan how long were you up at conan for nine nine years nine years that was the what are we talking there? The 2000 to, to, to 2009, yeah. you know, about then, right? 2000 to when we got canceled by NBC. Yeah. Okay. That, to that. That was my end point. So you were on The Tonight Show. I was. I made it to The Tonight Show mm-hmm. for that 10 months. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like? Did oh. you, could you feel, was it just every day felt like, oh. No. It, no? It, it didn't feel, it didn't feel uh, that way. It felt, okay. it, it felt different. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, it was like um, it was like having your first nice apartment. So it was that <laughs> feeling, uh-huh. and and then finding out you can't pay for the nice apartment. <laughs> but I always forget that the the B side of your first nice apartment is well, oh wait oh yeah. I have to pay this every month yeah, every month <laughs> oh every oh. month oh no yeah. no I can't yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> I just when you said twenty five hundred dollars, I thought yeah. that was for the year. Yeah, <laughs> every month. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, Oof! Oh, well, should have. Now that a little uh, Tony Tracy uh, for your uh, Rolls Royce, uh, ba- cluster of the couch. <laughs> now you, but I would see you every every yeah. every Sunday in Ascot. You yeah. were one of the anchors of the New York UCB mm-hmm. Ascat, which was with the the true heavy hitters where did you ever see any of those shows harry i, I think it was just it was i was just a little bit before time. your time yeah, yeah i think jason did yeah i definitely jason, jason did yeah. yeah no i know jason did yeah. we i didn't know jason at that point yeah. yet though i met jason in 2003 yeah i think right you, something like that because i think you guys started becoming friends through the ast boards yes yeah, so the special, special thing special board thing. so the internet did one thing right <laughs> Jason me, my friend Jason Wong doing delocated. He shot uh, absolutely great. Uh, Jason's one of the it's Jason's one of the best people I've it's just. One uh, look, I know it's the end of the year. We're <laughs> supposed to get a little maudlin if we want. It's okay. I have been very lucky to have great partner, great friends, great family. 
It's just one of the things in this life I've been very fortunate. And Kevin is somebody I've known for so long. And the thing is, we, there was no reason. It's just the way you just drift. And suddenly it's just like, oh, I don't see Kevin. I don't talk to Kevin anymore. We just don't cross paths. You moved out here. I was still in New Jersey. That's right. It happens. A, mo- a few weeks ago, ran into Kevin. And it was just it, it, the crazy thing. We started talking within 30 seconds. It was like I had, like I, we were seeing each other once a week. And, and I think too, when you know someone a long time and you're, you know, a, mm-hmm. not a forgetful person or yeah. whatever, or not too self-absorbed, like mm-hmm. you remember certain cues that, that are important. So yeah. we were at a Christmas party and it was kind of a rather big affair. Yeah. Yeah. Lo- loads of people. And I saw Tom. And I was chatting with someone, a, a good friend, and I said, this is nice. I have to go talk um, to Tom mm-hmm. because I know enough to know that he's about to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. He was sitting on the curve of the, of the you know, because the door you come in through is also the door you go out yeah, of. And I, I was getting closer to that door. It, it's sort of like veteran card players will like say, no, nope, yeah. no, nope, he's holding queens. I was like, he's he's yeah. he's." Less than five minutes away. He's going. You were yeah, very right going. about that. Yeah, and I had to get my butt over mm-hmm. there. And yeah. So just to get your attention, only hoping to just say hi. But yeah, what, what ensued was a lovely, Ama- amazing conversation. No, you, you did. Um, just that that Ascat crew. Oh. That was one of the most because that is great. That version of Ascat is what made me decide because. John Worcester and I had done, we did Rock Round Rule. We did another call, Convention Zinc. Then I took a break because I wanted to be a, I was like, well, I need to focus on getting a job. I couldn't do radio at the same time. Then during that stretch, what would it be with like nine? It's the 98, I guess, is when I started seeing this stuff, right? Is that more, more or less when everybody had gotten, yeah, you they got started there a couple years later. I wasn't there you much there later yet. than that. But when I started going to see UCB stuff, and when I say UCB, it means like, the four mm-hmm. members of UCB. I would see that and I was like, what this, what's happening here, if I could do that on the radio every week and not have like, like these funny things be just like a little s- sliver of a, a music show. But what if the show was just what I want it to be. What if it was what they're doing adapted for mm-hmm. radio? My version of that, the freedom, the promise of that freedom and seeing that freedom in action was truly one of the most liberating things I've ever experienced in my life. And it it really gave me permission to say, yeah. like, do it. Yeah, it, Just activa- do it. it activated me. That, I mean, not that show, but mm-hmm. a dip, you know, in a different time. And a few years previously, I saw Chris Farley. Yeah, and Tim Meadows doing improv, and I was like, "Well, well, I want that." You yeah, know, like, yeah. I didn't, and it wasn't that I want to go up and be them. No, but I was like, "Well, I want to do that for me." You want your version of yeah, it. Yeah, and because I was working at a at a gas station, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh no, I, I'm in a, I'm in already in oblivion. I'm not yeah. headed for oblivion. Yeah, I'm in it currently I'm, in oblivion. I'm in oblivion. Yeah, and I yeah. want mm-hmm. this. I want that. Yeah, yeah. So it just active. It just it it kicks off something a switch you didn't maybe even know you had. Absolutely. All it's like you and Harry. I've I've told you this before. You moved out here at a very young age yeah. with nothing lined up. 
I had I had about six months, and that was about it. Yeah, six months. Of but stuff. you, you bet on yourself. Yeah, you tried it and you went for it at a very young. How old were you? I was, when you... Twi- I was twenty-three, turning twenty-four. Twenty coming from New York to Los Angeles, twenty-three years old, nothing waiting for you. It's huge. Talk yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, I really it was just Jason and, and his wife Becky were out here, and mm-hmm. I knew maybe one other person, and then yeah, I had I had that six months work. I thought it was just gonna be temporary, like I'd I'd do the work and then I'd go back home, and that would yeah. kind of be it. But then you were here, yeah. And the thing the thing you have going for you is everybody loves Harry. I go on these, no. I would go on sets, <laughs> I'd go on sets. Everybody's like, oh, Harry says Harry, Harry. They hate everybody else. They like Harry. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no, it's true. You're a good yeah, guy. You, I, you're. I try. Yeah, it's... your kindness comes through, and it does. It does the talking for Thank you. Thank you. So, who are those people on those ASCAT bills? It's it's the oh, four people: Amy Poehler, Matt Walsh, Matt Besser, Ian Roberts. That, that core yeah, that, four that, there. That first year, which is, is like right around December of two thousand, that's mm-hmm. when I met you, and. Um, yeah. That year, you know, it was like you said, those four people always every week. We always had Rachel Dratch. We always had John Glazer. Yeah. We always had Brian Stack. Always uh, Brian McCann, Jody yeah. Lennon. Jody Lennon. Very Tina Fey was always Tina around. Always. Yep. Yeah. Horatio. Always Horatio Sands. Always yeah. Ali Farinakian. Yep. Always. Yeah. So this is, you know, it Jerry was. Minor. Jerry Minor was always lived around. A block from the theater. Unbelievable. He lived in the same building. Well, Matt Walsh lived above <laughs> yeah, the theater. That's at right. One Jerry point. and Matt both yeah. lived in that yeah. building where the theater was in. Yeah. And it was just, you just felt, you just did. You, what did that feel? Did you feel this was like, we're in a moment now? Yeah. I um, remember the good apartment, uh-huh. <laughs> getting my first nice apartment. Uh-huh. This was living in the old bad apartment. Yeah. And not knowing that I was going to look back fondly mm-hmm. on it, like I didn't, I wasn't aware enough to know that it was a super duper. Yeah. All I knew that it was, it was what I wanted to be doing. Yeah. It felt natural to be doing it with my mm-hmm. friends. It was amazing that they had carved out a spot there to, for us to mm-hmm. all come in, and that was really cool and everything. But because things were sort of clicking <laughs> for mm-hmm. my colleagues and I, yeah, uh, it was you know, no one was like, yeah, we we had it coming. Like no one was saying that. No. But on the was... other hand, no one also was worried about what was now. It was just no. something to do. It was still. It's very easy to to forget that um, there was no guarantee for any of the. So many of these people went on to be wildly successful, but there was no guarantee of that people were doing it because they were doing it yeah. for the love of doing it now how has your relationship to comedy changed as you've gotten older because i i feel in a certain way i feel like i feel more able to just be myself mm-hmm. on a foundational level and not you can strip away the the other stuff the meta meta stuff has its place now, but it isn't. You don't want to. I don't want to live at there. Like mm-hmm. I like just trying to be my a, a real, the most real version of myself. Now in, in, informs everything. Well, like um, just like sort of doing Second City, which was a fun job because you wanted to do it. You got into it. You got accepted. You're in this cast, and now it's just your job to make shows and do that. So it was great. So you're like you're very much on a ball team, you know. Mm-hmm. 
and then you moved. Uh, I moved off to Conan, another another sort of a traveling baseball team of people just mm-hmm. doing the show every day. When I when Conan wrapped up for me, and I was suddenly had, I had to make some rules mm-hmm. for myself because now now I'm in the now I'm Harry at twenty three. <laughs> now I'm I'm in L A, which I didn't intend to live here. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, not, and it's such a magic city. That my 15 year streak of employment ended in 10 months mm-hmm. from from crossing the state line. So I was like, "Oh, this is uh-huh. a magical it's place." Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so my, I had to I had to come and I gave it a lot of thought. It took probably a few months to get to this, but I came up with three rules. Uh, I'd say that, and I start, I didn't call them strikes or rules or anything, but the three things. If any of the two things happen, mm-hmm. then it's a yes. Okay. And if it's less than two things, it's a no. Okay. And the three things are. Do I know these people? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this relevant? Is this material relevant to me at mm-hmm. all? Yeah. And then the third thing is, can I perform in it? Okay, that's great. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. So uh, any two of those things is a yes. Mm-hmm. But if it's just one, then it's probably it's going to be a close call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I have yeah. to look at the numbers. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if it's yeah. three, then it doesn't even matter if it pays a dime. Yeah. No, that's well, that and that, that's the great thing about every time I've done something. Look, this show I did for for free on WFMU mm-hmm. for a like, very long time with like not even the years, yeah, yeah. With 15, without even the promise of getting paid because yeah. that was not the agreement but it got everything i've gotten has come from doing something i loved first i did it for the love of it yeah. everything fell into place based on that it wasn't a if i looked at it on paper it'd be like well this isn't going to i would do this for 15 years for free it's like no i got to pass on that but then you do it, you get to show the best version of yourself, and then the things show up. Your fifth if the FMU period is it's all three of those things were hit right mm-hmm. on the head. It was mm-hmm. you, it was you you knew who was doing it, yep. you knew the people, mm-hmm. it was totally relevant to you. Yeah. And you were performing it like hundred percent. That's yeah. why free mm-hmm. is literally at that time, you're yeah. like free's fine if if it's three for three. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, Harry, you might recognize Kevin. He hates Baby Yoda so much. Remember the Mandalorian? <laughs> He's trying to kill Baby Yoda. Yeah. He's trying to kill Baby Yoda. I know that made you sad. You're like, no, Baby Yoda, <laughs> run! <laughs> no, that. No. Was... I was thrilled to be on, you know, in an episode of the Mandalorian. Yeah. But the most thrilling part was about four, maybe six weeks later. A mm-hmm. friend of mine in Chicago I hadn't heard from him in a while. Yeah, texted me in the middle of the night, and when you first see something like that, you're like, oh, I hope. Uh, the person's okay, right? <laughs> so open it up, and it's like, nope, it had not, there wasn't a problem. <laughs> uh-huh. was, yeah, yeah. She goes, "You're the first Imperial officer in the entire history of the Star Wars canon with a Chicago accent." <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, Kevin, it's so I'm so glad we reconnected. It's so great to have you here. Thanks, Harry. You're you know how important you are yeah, to me. Of course. Let's. Check out our. If we're ready for Elvez, let's do it. Oh yeah, this is what we're gonna do. Trey Magnifique's gonna play, and it's gonna transition into Elvez. Let's check it out, everybody.
Where's I 
Ladies and gentlemen, Rob! 
you stood there and looked, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, do you like roller skating? I don't, but she does. Ladies and gentlemen, she just had her nails done. $20, not bad. She had the pedicure too. Ladies and gentlemen, she hails from Arizona, but now lives in California. She gets around. Please, ladies and gentlemen, on the base, Letty But he's the wild card, the master of the Jaguar guitar. Ladies and gentlemen, applaud back in TV land as we take off his clothes for the one, the only from San Diego, California, the king of the schizophonics, Mr. Pat Beer. He did that with enthusiasm, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, last but not least, in the corner, he's got the beat, the tiger beat from Bird Rock, San Diego. That's kind of near Pacific George. Ladies and gentlemen, give a round of applause for Declan Halloran. <laughs> Naked, just like the baby Jesus. going people in there in TV Landia. Okay. Close up on. I'm ready for my close up now, Mr. DeMille. Okay. I know it's Christmas time, but I'm going to change the mood, but in a good way. This is a blues song, but Latinos, we don't get the blues. We're very happy people. So it's kind of light blue, kind of periwinkle. And it's about the persecution of the Latinos before the conquistadors. Roses, December 12th, is the Virgin of Dia Guadalupana. That was a couple days ago. Unless you watch this next year, then it'll be right on time. But ladies and gentlemen, the Christians and conquistadors came and took over Mexico for the Catholic faith, which gave us beautiful traditions, but put the people down. So viva la raza, and here it is in a song about roses. You ready? You ready? Put on your tape machine. I'm gonna sing it about the oppression of Don Diego. I say, Diego, go round the roses. Diego, go round the roses. Diego, go round the roses. Diego, go round the pretty roses. Roses, they will hurt you. Don't you go, don't you go downtown, Diego, don't you go, don't you go downtown, because the saddest thing in the whole wide world is to push your religion on another world, and that's what they did, but now we have the tradition of Guadalupana, so it's all different, so now I'm going to change the mood and do a blues song for you out there in television land. A blues song for you in television. Blues clues, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna pick a man from the studio audience. 
Right this the random how about you random sir? Ah look at ladies and gentlemen. Give a round of applause. Even at people at home, you get up there, get on up. Oh, como te amas? Jackie. Jackie! Round of applause! De donde eres? See? <laughs> I thought it was bilingual, but that's what happens. Uh, where are you? Who do you live near? Uh, Merv Griffin. Merv Griffin, yes! He, he lives near Merv Griffin. That's a good answer. Right now, Don, he's going to play the part of Juan Diego. Like I said in the story, Juan Diego was the first person to meet the Virgin of Guadalupe back in blah, 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 on December 12th, long time ago. So we're going to do a reenactment for television right now with our screens and our cast and our trees. And we're like a high school, like a June, like a kindergarten production. We're going to tell the story like Neil Diamond would, a story in a song. And this is a song, and it goes something kind of exactly like this. I said, Lonnie, 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 Miss Lupe, well, you sure look good to me. What you doing in the desert now? I don't believe what I see. She's got green hair. She's got green hair. You've got roses growing from stones, yeah. And you say you've got a message for me. You want to build a little church here so everybody can see. No, I swear there's lots of virgins. Not in Simi Valley. What you been doing to me So I'm gonna take some of these roses with me Put them in my tapestry Roll up, roll up Down. If you want, what to say? She's a 
closet was over there. Pick what you want. Pick what you want. No, let's skip that one. I think I would like to highlight the women right now. I would like that. The cue. <laughs> Take it down, take it down. Now, many of you are too young for this. To know this saying, it goes something like this. Behind every great man stands a great woman. And I don't mean your mother. That's probably the situation now since you're so young. But I have two great women in front of me. Ladies and gentlemen, the power of the mujer. Chicanisma. La vida de mi loca. Por favor, I know you're far away in TV land, but give, send your money to the Patreon and somehow it'll get to me and then I'll give to the Elvets. But give us applause right now for the lovely, the beautiful Elvet! Yes, Hacha Malika, to my left. Unless I'm standing like this. Come over here, come over here. She's like a daughter to me. Daddy's little girl. Sugar and spice and everything. Salty, yes. She is a dancer, a singer. And if your order's late, I sure it's coming. <laughs> the order's coming late. That's a personal joke about personal height. Anyways, rock to me. Ladies and gentlemen, 
I would like to introduce the singer with the most is please give it a round of applause for the lovely Lisa Maria Keeping it very PG for all you kids out there, ladies and gentlemen, yes. To my right, every day and every night, she's like a wife to me. We call her Preselita. She is a singer, a dancer. She is an actress. She has been in the film or the play, the scenario, uh, uh, La Posada. She has been, Lahi passed that one too. She's been in a play called uh, In the Heights. We get highs in the heights uh, with Maria Miranda. No, she's so well. <laughs> yes. And the other one about American mariachi graffiti. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, a singer, the dancer, and she's got the highest boots. Round of applause for Presalita. Use that camera. Camera right. Use the camera right. You got it. Make it up to the camera. Okay, back to me. Now you know, ladies and gentlemen, in television land, Christmas is the sexiest time of the year. Wrapping and unwrapping Christmas presents and the U-log, that's the euphemism, and licking the candy cane is very sexual. So right now, here on the best show, we're gonna put the X back into Xmas. Triple X with the help of the lovely Elvis. All for you, Damien. Yes, you ready? Pretty stockings. I turn out the light. Elvis is coming. I'm your Jimmy Tuna.
Ladies and gentlemen, Elvez has left Studio 1401 in Lancashire Boulevard. Thank you and good night.
Wow. Oh my God. Was that something I am truly floored by that? What? No, don't worry. You make all the That was unbelievable. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Right. Now, yeah, you want to sit down sure. for a couple minutes? Wood, I look better on wood. You look better on wood. You, well, yes. look, you don't just have to like worry about looking. Just like Jesus. Well, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have to worry about how you're looking better anywhere. You couldn't look better. Thank you're jumping around. All I'm watching the chat, and everybody's just going, I'm 32 years old, and this guy's running laps around me and i can't i feel all oh, the kids what an inspiration yes. yeah you're showing the kids how to do yes, it yes old man old man take a look at my life <laughs> i am nothing like you are yeah you all elvez that was if there's a way to end the year on a high note that is the highest of high notes and i'm so blown away by that so i have so much Gratitude for what that was. What a gift. Glad to make you high. My pleasure. Our pleasure. The whole Memphis Mariachis, the lovely others. We thank you for the best show. Unbelievable. No, you are just, you're the heavyweight champ. I'm working on it. I keep keep slim. I keep slim. You're doing great. You're doing, you don't worry about that. Now, when you pick these references to slim, it's just like Ramblin' Rose, there's a public image. You, You do it. It's like it's like a work of art the way you 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 do like a it's little a you do audio like a little, collage. Yeah. It's like the jukebox explodes yeah. of my favorite songs. I love them all, so I got to play them all at the same time. And then they're just gone. And then it's just gone. It's gone. Oh, there it goes. There Off go. into it's, the ether again. And see, lots of I mean, we no no offense, kids. He's older than you are. People who know it <laughs> know these tunes, and there's a whole yeah. audience who doesn't. And then my. Greatest thing is when kids go, I went and listened to that Bowie. Now I know about Bowie. Now I know yeah. about the MC5. And it's like, I'm a fanboy. That's yeah. what the best art comes from, fanboys. Absolutely. And if you can say, this is my version or how that song or that artist or that costume inspired mm-hmm. me. Go, that's what fanboys do. I'm a fanboy. Absolutely. Well, and you take it. Shake it, I break it, it and I put it back together. Exactly. And then it goes back and it doesn't look the same and nothing's the same after you do that. And then somebody takes what you do, hopefully. That's that's the the idea, yes. No, I know we have inspired people because they didn't know before and fanboy is the best word to it. Isn't it nice to be on a continuum with this stuff? Yes. Where it's just like you grew up with it, you loved it, now you do it, but you own it too. But then also you give it away. Exactly. Give it away now. I never used yeah. uh, that band, but anyways, yes. No, well, look, <laughs> there's still time, but yes. maybe not high up on the yes. list. Somebody said to me, please, Jason, a producer on the show, said, please ask Elvez about seeing Paul Stanley at the grocery store. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I saw... Kiss's first tour of America in 74. Okay. I was 14. They opened for Savoy Brown. Mm-hmm. And then the next time they were in San Diego, they had Rush. It was Rush's first okay. tour. And sure. the, the first album of Rush is amazing. Mm-hmm. Working Man, all those songs. Yeah, working And so I've up. always been a fan of Kiss. Mm-hmm. And I even got to help take Ace Frehley's, he had a telescope. That he would, I we helped them with their luggage. Okay. We were fans, kids. Mm-hmm. I always been a fanboy. Yeah. I was a fan of Kiss, and so 
we knew them. I even did a tribute to Kiss. I mashed up all the Kiss songs. Mm-hmm. Elvez does Kiss. We did it in Spain at a summer festival where we opened for Bob Dylan. So mm-hmm. it was really funny too. And Kiss was playing the next night. Yeah. But anyways, I saw Paul Stanley at the Gelson's right on the Ventura Way. <laughs> uh-huh. And he had white leather shoes, a jacket, and he's walking like, and he was all by himself. And mm-hmm. I told my bass player, Letty, because she loves the Paul Stanley. And I go, Paul Stanley's right there. And he go, go touch him. And I go, oh, I don't want to bother him. He's all by himself. And maybe he wanted someone to notice him. He was very noticeable, but that yeah. was, that made me happy that day. That's amazing. My friend, one of my great friends is Dave Windorf, who was, he's in the Ben Monster Magnet, but he was also in a Ben Shrapnel back in the mm-hmm. 70s. And he was doing what you were doing in San Diego, in New Jersey, in New York. He was going, he would tell me about the shows he saw. You're going to see, he told me when he saw Kiss in 74, he was like, he turned to his friend and he was like, it's like Alice Cooper, but they're all Alice yes, Cooper. All that, like I, it was mine, he was, his mind was blown yes. by it. And the shows he saw, he said, he said that bill was Kiss opening, Kiss opening. Then it was the Stooges. That's a show. Blue Oyster Cult headline. Very good. My very first concert was 1974. It was a great year. I saw Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. 74. Yeah. And then my second show was the New York Dolls at an all ages club called JJ's in San Francisco. My parents drove us mm-hmm. to the daytime show. It was St. Patrick's Day, 1974. Yeah. I was 14 years old. Yeah. Me and my two sisters were very front. I've mm-hmm. always loved the New York Dolls. But yeah, if I look back, I have seen some amazing shows. Is, don't you wish, what is one show, if you could pull it out of your brain and project it into a screen f- to show everybody, mm. look at what this was. This I saw with my own eyes. I mm. wish I could share this with you. What would it be? Uh, well, I mostly will say an Elvis show. We opened for David Bowie mm-hmm. in thousand and no 1996 1996 okay. and it was a tribute it was a bowie s Che Guevara public enemy uh phil oak said if there's any hope for a revolution it it is in elvis presley becoming Che Guevara so i turned that <laughs> yes. into a rock and roll show mm-hmm. it was a glam res- revolution and it was a great show. 20,000 people we played in a big festival. Amazing. And then right after that, Bowie played, and he thanked me from the stage. And that, to me, was a well, very nice honor. That is, it is deserved, though. Well, thank it is, you. It is earned, and it is deserved. <laughs> it is, it's amazing, and it's a gift. You earned that gift, though. Because you're grinding Again, fanboy, because I have... Yeah. Well, you know, Elvis Presley and David Bowie were both born on January 8th. Mm-hmm. So they're both my touchstones of what becomes Elvis. Sure, sure. Blow everybody's mind. How much was a ticket to one of these shows you saw in the 70s? How much Oh, was- they were cheap, like $4 maybe. Yeah. Stuff like that, yes. Yeah. $4, you couldn't... Now you would be like... If you got handed $4, you'd be like... I yes. can't afford a bottle of water at yes. this show. Sorry. How, how does do people pay to go see a Beyonce show? Those prices yeah. are crazy. Oof. I remember when Dave, Dave was also telling me, it's like, yeah, Roxy Music came through. They had Eno. There's an early show and a late show. I saw Yeah, both two shows. That's was, crazy. Yeah, That's it was like $8 for the whole night. Well, I come from punk rock roots, so I was playing in bands in 1976 mm-hmm. at the bands, and we were always trying to say, we got to keep the tickets affordable, and yeah. $5 was like the toppest you would go and that was in 76 so absolutely now you are in you're in the 
the the prime of the season right now. What shows? What's on the? Well, we have a wonderful show coming up here in Los Angeles at the Lodge. It's a Christmas, uh, our Christmas show. The full thing with many more costume changes and Mm -hmm. many more songs. We're playing tomorrow night in San Francisco at the bottom of the hill. Mm -hmm. And I am from San Diego, California, so it's my hometown. So I'll be home for Christmas, and we play at the Casbah on the twenty third in San Diego, which is my hometown, all my friends and familia and cousins and familia will be there. So it's a nice homecoming in the tour and there. That's amazing. Anything for 2024 you got up in the, in, uh, up your Well, in keeping the theme, I'll give you the biggest surprise we're going to do this summer. We have Elvez's cult a Rama yoga retreat happening in Joshua Tree. I am a I am a yoga teacher. I have taught yoga classes at things like Exoticon and mm-hmm. Tiki Oasis. But we are going the full Monty and giving seminars about different cults and uh, religions wow. and having musical experimental sunra uh, yoga demonstrations and it's very all cults mm-hmm. of styles served here mm-hmm. so it's a look for it this summer it's happening in Joshua Tree mm-hmm. and it's going to be the event of the summer that save is, your mushrooms save save your money <laughs> just start Elvez's put 10% on yes. the side all year then, yes. you, then you're stocked up Elvez's cult Arama and, and yoga retreat and where do we find out about that oh you go to Mr. Robert Lopez the Instagram mm-hmm. I'm very lazy on the pity patty and tweety tweety twatty mm-hmm. stuff like that but Instagram Mr. Robert Lopez has much information for all the projects at Elvez Mr. Bob the COVID Cola uh, my new band we're playing in San Diego Little Richards all the bands mm-hmm. I do Zeros information all kinds of stuff is at mr lopez instagram that's amazing and one final thing when you mentioned sun Ra, one of the things that i feel like makes the music that you were seeing then as timeless as it can be it's just that it's just like like the mc5 for example it's like they're pulling from they're pulling from motown they're pulling from hard rock and they were, had a glam period where they all wear silver yeah. clothes everything if you know your art history it makes it all much better. It's like if you know how art is made or people's inspiration, mm-hmm. you understand their inspiration. Because we're yes. all fan. Picasso was a fanboy of African masks. Everyone is a fanboy expressing what they like and say, this is my version of that. Absolutely. And just you, the, you realize, you start to realize the things that don't look like they fit together. Can. They f- if it's great, it fits together. Great things click with great things. And contrast the quality is, good is what too, matters. Yes, the quality yes. is what it's matters. It's up to you, the artist, the fanboy or girl, are they to put the things what you see your vision is meant to be. Absolutely. Well, Elvez, this was a true treat. Thank you, We're Mark. In, this is the final episode of the year. Couldn't end on a higher note than this. I can't thank you enough for, for doing this. Thank what, you. I'll have to be a, back in 2024. Yes. What Adios, a, Radio Land. The best. You are the best. I can't thank you enough. What a, and uh, thank you. All right, I'll see you yeah. soon. Yeah, so we're saying we're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. Is there anything else on the on the deck here? Uh, I don't believe there is. Okay. Uh, well, I'll say happy everybody. holidays, Tom. Who just said that? That was Brett Davis. Sure. Well, let me say it on the air here. Okay. Everybody, the best show on WFMU ended 
10 years and two days ago, December 17th, 2013. That's when the best show ended. And when it ended, I knew I was going to bring it back, but I knew I was only going to bring it back if I could do something with it. And I have the show seen many iterations. We're in Jersey City. We're doing it out of an apartment. We're building it that way. It's starting to grow. We're getting it going. We're, it just, we... We tried every size. The pandemic shows up. Now I'm doing the show. Well, I moved to L.A. I'm doing the show out of the Forever Dog, uh, a, a, an early Forever Dog studio. And we're just in a side room. And we're we're sending the calls. We're going. The calls are going from New Jersey to L.A. back. Making that thing work with tape and gum. Just holding it together. I don't know. Are the horsemen on the line here? Do we have any of the horsemen? Everybody? Are they gone? If they're gone, you're gone. That's okay. You 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 did your jobs. But now we have a home in still this. here, Tom. Mike's still here. This is why you got all the points. Mike. Still here, Tom. Mike's still here. Mike's still here. So now we have a home. We have a studio. We can do pretty much anything we dream up, we can do. This is the best version of the best show. It feels complete. It feels like we go wherever we want. The ideas lead us to where we go. And I am so truly and utterly grateful to everybody who has turned the show that was being done out of out of uh, my office during pandemic into this multimedia spectacular. We can go where we want. It's the greatest, and I know that, and I am grateful for that. And I have worked very hard on the show, and everybody around me, on the team has worked very hard on the show. And the thing is, it's all worth it. It is worth it for us to do this show every Tuesday. 2023 is an undeniable success. I had one of the best years of my life in 2023. I had one of the best years of my life. The highs have been higher than I could ever imagine. I got to do some of the things I'd never dream of. And I did them and there's exciting stuff coming. I did a live show last week at, at Zebulon, which was one of the most validating things, and we'll figure out doing that in other places. All I'm saying is 2024, baby. Yeah, we're coming for you. You look out. January 1st, we're going to start it. I'm going to drop. I dropped Grown Ups 3 a few years ago. Drop Grown Ups 3 on New Year's Day a few years ago. We're going to drop another script uh, that I wrote that it's called Punched in the Nuts. We're going to put that out on January 1st. A script that I'm incredibly proud of and I love and I think everybody's going to um, 
everybody's gonna love it. It's uh, it's one of the things I'm proud of, and I can't hold these things back anymore. It's time to we'll share them, we'll put them out, we'll do everything. Working on a new book, I'm working on TV things, I'm working on a movie thing. We got so much going on. We got bonus content coming up, new shows, so many things. I couldn't be more proud and more excited about the future on a personal level, on a professional level. It's, uh, it's, uh, everything's coming up, Tom, baby. I want to thank some people who've made this year extremely, uh, special. I want to thank the crew. We got Wes. Andrew, Brett Davis, working, killing it every week. We got Zoe has been one of the most amazing additions to the, to the show and just a total joy of a person professionally and personally. Of course, the horsemen, Pat, Jason, Mike. Mike's been on board. Mike, you've been here 20 years on the show. No, not yet. Not yet. Well, next year uh, it'll I started be in uh, 2005. Well, Mike, you've been on. I was show thinking about years. it though. Yeah, we're we're getting there. It's amazing. Mike, you're sh- you can vote now. <laughs> Your tenure on the show can vote. Uh-huh. Can't drink yet. It can vote. No, it's it's been great, Tom. And, and yeah, the show just keeps getting better. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's so been I'm so happy to be a part so of. So much fun, and it's a treat to have to talk to you every week. You're one of. You're just a truly. You're just a very important person in my life, and I'm just glad we get to do this every week. And you make me laugh uh, like nobody else can make me laugh, Mike. Same here, Tom. um, Everybody at – so, yeah, Mike and Pat and Jason, and then we got everybody at Forever Dog. We got Joe and Alex and not – last but definitely not least, Brett Boehm has just blown it up with what we can do here. And then – Getting to do stuff with Julia has been a, just an absolute joy to me. I want to thank Ch- Chalky, getting to do stuff with Chalky. Corey has, um, he was the band leader on the live show we did last week. We, uh, he just, he put the Elvez appearance together. Amazing. And of course, John Worcester. It's just, I am very, very lucky and I know it. So thank you to everybody for a killer 2023. We're going to come back and we're going to do it a little bit better in 2024. So all I'm going to say, these other podcasts, look out, we're coming. We're going to run you out of the freaking biz, you bums. Get out now. This is a warning. You got two weeks to get out of the biz because we're coming harder in 2024. (laughs) Right, Mike? Let's go. That's what I like. And the only podcasts that are exempt, hey, for what? <laughs> the Hawk. Uh-huh. That's it. In that order? Everybody. No. Uh, yes, in that order, Mike. You stayed on the line, <laughs> so you outrank Egg Fu, uh, or the Hawk tonight. <laughs> so, now, amazing. We did the 24 hour show. What a year. Oh, my God. Again. Oh, no. The iPad's falling. We're coming, and we're going to do it, and we're going to keep doing it. And I love y'all, and I appreciate y'all. So get ready. It's uh, 
Special time. Let's play something on the way out. We played this. The final show, the final song I played on the WFMU um, show was by a little band called A Black Flag. Remember? I faked y'all out. I played a Tom Waits song as if that's how I was going to actually end the show. Imagine that. No. We did it 10 years ago. We're going to do it again. Gimme, gimme, gimme. We'll see you next year, baby. Oh, got to plug it in. <laughs> I didn't even get to do a cool ending. We'll see you next year, baby. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Burns. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Byrne, segment producer Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.